Welcome to episode 78 of The Bar Dizzle. The five-week show less streak is snapped and we are back at it tonight. Our mad dogs of the mics are ready to make up for much lost time, starting with the bio of a slightly more famous mad dog that once roamed this area. And there was also a fairly big football game played recently to chop up. The boys okay. will cover those topics as well as other sports, spirits, brews and random grapefruit ball banter. Welcome back, guys and remember, just because you haven't been on the air, my invoice is still on the way. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, and thanks Tessa for that uh, reminder. We'll be on the lookout for that uh, bill, and as usual, it should be paid in uh, real English quid, not uh, <clears throat> incorp- incorporating the quid pro bono barter system, if you will. <laughs> yeah, Dave, the only thing I could offer up in a trade for Tessa's uh, wonderful services is a few cases of Guinness, uh, Twining's tea, and a uh, crumpet to be named later. <laughs> throwing that on the deal uh yes indeed and uh you know she can you know pop down the lane uh penny or otherwise and get those uh lovelies you pointed out a lot quicker than we can ship them uh so anyway but mm. uh, and speaking of shipping uh scott uh, why don't you uh get the bd ship moving out of its moorings where it's been for many moons now and uh set a course for what hopefully is a smooth sail for bd 78 buddy uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've had uh, the horny moon episode as well. So uh, mm-hmm. let's get this uh, let's get this ship underway here. Yes, um, so uh, show seventy eight. Welcome, folks. We're gonna hit uh, what we're sipping. Hopefully, you're gonna like uh, what we're we've uh, gone out and procured and and, and pulled uh, pulled into the uh, the boat here with us. Uh-huh. And then uh, famous seventy eights. Got some uh, good football ones, Dave. Yeah, uh, 78's a tough number in any other sport, so it's a good thing yeah. we were chocked full of uh, chocked f- full. the footballers. Uh, and then uh, we'll dive into uh, what you, what uh, Tessa and you kind of let off with the uh, the gridiron. We've got uh, some uh, closure for the Steeler season, closure yeah. for the big game, because uh, we don't want to you know have to pay for that tax to call it the other name. Sure. Uh, so a lot a lot of things to wrap up there. Um, I did put together a, a, I don't know if you noticed in the, the notes, uh, a, a pit hoops segment and, uh, do have a brief okay. update. They actually won the night. Um, yeah, so yeah. they're, they're headed in the right direction, Dave. Yes, they are. They're directionally correct. As you like to say. Exactly right. And then, uh, some, the, the, the other team in town that's playing is, is not Ooh. so directionally correct. Um, but, uh, they had a pretty big celebration here recently and, and sure. we'll, we'll get into that. Um, and then, yeah. uh, We'll head on over to the Grapefruit League and uh, lots of lots of happenings there, actually. So uh, yeah, played looking, their first looking, uh, game today. Yeah, yeah, yeah got uh, yeah, it came out on a short end of the stick, but uh, you know, we're, we're it's 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 to get ready for the real games, Dave. It was a Sunday lineup on Saturday. And that's <laughs> that's the Sunday <laughs> today. Lineup. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then uh, I, I I didn't check the inbox. I don't know if we have any events and birthdays tonight, or are we just uh, romping it out. There actually is a a spot in there. Okay, uh, I had a, I had a couple with no events. Okay. Uh, they were all, you know, the events these days, sadly, sadly are becoming yes. whatever, whatever shootings happening or whatever, something in history that when somebody got blown up or it's just, it, it, it just wasn't good. So right, I, right, but I right. do have a couple B days that are okay. fairly notable and then we'll just, just quickly gloss on them. All right. So with that, uh, let's, uh, head on out with a little funky beat here that, uh, the red hot chili funky peppers beat. might be proud of back in a flash with what we're sipping, bro. Amen.
Dave as uh, some fake cult music that I made from Music AI. Boy. Playing in the background there, bringing us into uh, my favorite segment, of course. Absolutely. Not uh, super fan Phil's wife's, though. Um, although I think she does enjoy right? it, but uh, you know, she, yeah. she enjoys the birthdays and events. Anyway, sure, sure. onward, onward, David. Uh, let's. Yep. Uh, you're going to go first tonight. Um, you uh, you uh, won, won the coin. Ton- no, just kidding. We we, 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 we determine who's going to go based on style of beer in, in our palates. So yep, and so, yep, and so you uh, had actually... Uh, led me down the runway for this year, company Three Floyds. Oh yes, uh, and we had a couple other varietals, uh, palms and otherwise, and um, not a sponsor yet. And uh, so this is your, <clears throat> and I thought it very appropriate for our show tonight. Apropos, uh, apropos, absolutely. The Three Floyds return of the ancients, and that's that'd be us. And is that five uh, weeks? Is, so. is that us? Come on now. I, I, am, I am hitting a double nickel this year, by yeah, the way. Well, ancient enough. We're one hundred and eleven yeah, yeah. something between us, so that's pretty ancient. So um, I, I got to ask something, Dave. Like, yes, sir. I, I want to know what their their artwork budget is. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. There's a, there. I mean, the detail in here is just fascinating. I don't know if it's just one guy that's just rolling all this stuff up, but yeah, it's very, it's very gothic and and crazy. I don't even know what's going maybe, on. Maybe they pay the artist in beer. This looks like <laughs> something that I would see that I saw like back in the early '90s when I actually, you know, imbibed in a little bit of THC. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wake up and go. Oh, what was that? <laughs> um, but anyway, so your three Floyd's uh, return of the Asians. Now, this is a red ale um, and 6.5 on your ABV, mm-hmm. 40 IBU. Oh, yeah. So not overly bold um, there. But, uh, you know, for just a regular ale, it's out there a little. Uh, there's a little snippet here on the side of your bottle because this is a bottle, not a can. A heavy dose of new and old world hops showcase notes of citrus stone and tropical, uh, what's this say? Geats, Gwitz, Guta. I can't read. And backed by a, a firm multi body. The King is dead. Long live the King at Floyd's.com. Um, so this is not going to be too dramatic as it's just, a, just a bottle opener, but we'll do it again. That's actually pretty decent there, Dave. She goes, tried to go slow motion. Uh, Mine didn't make any noise, any noise. I think the cap hitting the table uh, made a little more noise for me. Right? I think maybe the slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Glug, 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 glug. Oh, I'm just going to pour the whole thing in. Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding, Dave? Three Floyds hasn't disappointed too much. Even the bottle cap. Look at the shit on the bottle cap. I don't know. A little psychedelic. You, you hit the nail on the head with the THC there, brother. Yeah. The three um, Fs on the, uh, on the caps. So. I don't know if you can yep, uh, yep, see my, uh, right. pretty, yep, pretty. I see. Yep, yeah. yep. I see it. Yep. And uh, Nice head. See. Nice head edge. Nice lacing on the uh, the clear plastic cup because we, you know, yeah, we're the, all about yep. quality here at Bardism. It's all <laughs> exactly. Uh, I did get a little bit of a the, the malt, you know, backbone actually coming through yeah. a little bit. Like, you know, obviously it's red ale, so... Uh, and I, I put I put in that. Now we'll see what nice and cold this turns too. out. Mm. Nice and cold, yeah. Uh, and I, I put a little uh, snippet in my brain and, and on a little note here that maybe, and I don't know yet, obviously, maybe Red Cherish. Oh, uh, our, our, oh. one of our favorites, Red Cherry. We'll see how that yeah. aligns. With well, that, we're going to find out right now, Dave. So, yeah, let's we'll quit wasting time. Here it goes under our nose. Chin, chin. Here we go, back. Chin, chin. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's right up there mm. with the red chair. Yeah. It's I, a little different, but 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's similar and different at the same time. I think it has. It, it's very similar up front to me, um, and and now as I'm um, letting the finish, uh, you know, kind of uh, dissipate. Uh, right. It, it's it's very satisfying. Very satisfying. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Um, and <clears throat> you know, it's uh, it's worth repeating. Mm. Uh, that you know, it's a red ale, not an IPA. Um, right. So, right. You, so there's not too much of the boldness. Yep. I get the citrus. Some, yep. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do get some of the citrus, which is, you know, kind of offsetting. Uh, and go, go ahead. Yeah. The the interesting thing is, is we we've we've had other beers, whether it be IPA or whatnot, with you know the stone and tropical fruits. And I I I, I think with mixed success to this point. Yes. Yes. Right. And, yeah. and, and but this one this one's on the uh on the right side of the puck as they say dave yeah and and uh uh it's amazing you said that we've had other beers shocking um but uh <laughs> but no i think you're right i think that they didn't fool with that uh bubble bubble toil and trouble and the witch's brew too much to where you're going because i think that one we had i can't remember but i remember what you're talking about is that there was so much going together with citrus right. like what are you what are you really trying to be here well, the stone, you, it's like, you, know, you know, it's the stone and, and tropical fruits, and sometimes yeah. it's the passion fruit, or uh, yes, a, a whole stone fruit. I, that that to me, yeah, I'll yeah, have that, to that, get Googleicious with that later. Yeah, uh, that that seemed to be one of our ones that we, I think, uh, universally didn't really feel like no, was needed. But, and, uh, this is very good. I would order. Yeah, this it's good. Out. I would order it out. Absolutely. What, uh, was uh, this a single or the uh, did you get a sixer of this or four? I actually got I actually got a sixer of this and I and I was waiting it's like a like a kid waiting for open his presents on Christmas because we kept getting delayed on this did you show did so you I have just, to apply for the loan first uh, no actually you know okay. what I, 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 and this was a flyby because I was I was wanting to get this was like before last week before the other event right. came in that yeah. you guys went to I I went to uh, Ingemar Beer and it was just. It was just out there in their front cooler, which sometimes they put a couple yet, of new things. Not as much yet. Uh, you know, they put some newer stuff in there. And I said, you know what? We'll and I said, you know what? Hit the little gun on here and see what my damage is here. And they said like eleven eighty five or something plus wow. tax end up being twelve right thirty or something. So I'm like, hey, that's right up our alley. Thing I've, you're right. And if it's the worst thing I've ever had, twelve bucks, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to well, sleep. Was it, was it six or four? Six. Oh. Well, that's yeah, like paying six, us to drink this. Yeah, it was six, 12 ounces. Yes. And, and plus three Floyds. I mean, it's a, this is a decent company. They oh. put out some pretty good stuff. Oh, for sure. So this is not like Joe's beer and we're taking a chance. No, on, you, uh, you uh, hopefully you had your so. sneakers on and, and ran like you stole it. Jesus. Yeah. I'd, 12 bucks for six. Yeah. You know, you know what else? I just was there today, just a side note before mm-hmm. we get onto the ratings and stuff, is that um, they had been out of uh, Yangling Flight for a while. And yeah. And they got it last weekend. They, their shipments always come in on, on, uh, on Friday. <clears throat> but I wasn't able to get it till today. They had a twenty-four pack of cans for twenty-two twenty-one total. A, a, a I was flight? like, "Excuse me, a flight." I'm like, "Wait a minute. I think you can you check that again because you're maybe looking at the there might be a thirty because like say for example, um, uh, Michelob Ultra's twenty-four pack of cans slimline mm. are like thirty bucks wow. and change before tax. So yeah. this was. $22. Well, do me a favor. The next tax, time they, the ne- next time that comes up, just buy a second case. So you know I'm good for it. Uh, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I mean, wow. Like, that's that's yeah. crazy. 
Yeah, I'm over there a lot more often than you, so I'll, I'll just grab one up I'm at shocked. some point here the next couple of days. Yeah, I, I, had, I had to do a double. In fact, no, that you're there more often than me. Well, there, well there's, a, there's a kid that's there. They yeah. always have, uh, you know, I know a couple the majority owners and stuff, but there was this one kid I'd never seen before. So I thought, mm, maybe he's got it. He's, do you want a receipt? I said, no. So I go back in my car and I look at my phone and I check the immediate purchase I made. And yeah. Damn, if it wasn't 22 something. Wow. I was like, shit, man, this is, that's badass. So, because you got to like, or something for like a 12 pack, it's like 17 bucks or something like that, 16 mm-hmm. something. So I thought, man, I got twice a month for 22 unless they just changed their price point or whatever. Still. So anyway, let's go back to the uh, – uh, why don't you start off a rating because I think I've done that a lot. Um, yeah, I'm coming in strong at like four and a half. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go one notch below four and a quarter, but that's that, – you know, that's just – that's really hedging bets. Uh but I'm I'm right there with you. Because I would almost push it to four and three quarters. Yeah, but okay. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm but I'm, I'm I'm hedging as well. For I mean, for a red out. I mean, again, it's strong. S- yeah, similar and different at the same time. But mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, I, I would mm-hmm. drink this. You know, all think you know, price, all that other stuff being equal. I, I would drink this, maybe even over red chair. And it's been a while since I've had yeah. a red chair, so I'd have to. I'd have to do a comparison on that. Maybe, maybe a future show content there. Yeah. And you know what? I, I do, I do have the memory of red chair on my palate and mm-hmm. it is, it is bolder. Cause I got it like later. Of yeah. course, this is now bottles or whatever I got it in cans or bottles. Not like when we had it at that other place we go to, um, uh, yeah, yes. Um, and it was on taps. So right. A lot of times there's right, a little right. bit of a different, uh, uh, taste that way, as you know, but yeah, I, I'm in concurrence with you. I think we can, if you're almost stretching four seven five, and then go back. I'm right there with you on about the about the four and a quarter, four and a half variety. I would definitely get this again, and especially with the price point. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's an extra I mean, added bonus there. Uh, that's 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 not Yingling Flight Special price point, but my God, for a craft beer, three yeah. Floyds, like seriously, yeah. that's such a that the the, the, the again, folks, the the only thing. That was better than that was when uh, Founders was paying us to drink their nineteen point two ounce all day IPAs right. for a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, what a score that was. Yeah, yeah we Lord. wanted to like we wanted to like put our uh, face masks on and a winner and, and scuttle out of there before they realized we were stealing from them. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's how right. it was. But uh, but yeah, this was this is strong. Um, I, I, not not strong as in flavor, but strong. Right. Uh, oh, it's good. It's, 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 it's fairly bold as you it's point fairly out. Bold. Not, yeah, not it's as bold as, as uh, the, the uh, red chair, but. Uh, all right, here we go. On, on uh, so onward. So onward. Uh, that's that's like a, a between four and a quarter, four and a half. But I wanted to yep. push it up a little higher. So you know, that's a four plus. We'll call it um, absolutely. And then uh, back to uh, uh, one of my favorite local breweries, and we do have a side note on local local breweries. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah, about. I'm glad her. you pointed that out. Um, yeah. Go ahead, sir. One of the uh, <clears throat> fan favorite, Scott favorite, show favorite, uh, dancing gnome. Absolutely. Uh, and I, uh, procured this, it, um, actually was having a, uh, a, a dinner solo, uh, one night about a month ago. Well, maybe even longer than that. Cause it was before the, it was after the last show and I thought we were gonna have a show. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And, yep. And sure. We hit our hiatus here, but anyway, yep. um, uh, I got it up at the uh, Goodfellas draft house. Uh, oh, okay. One of my offices. And, uh, this is called, uh, mosaic jam. 
And uh, as you look sure. at the pounder can here, uh, Dave, pounder. it's uh, it's it's silver, and then the uh, accent color is uh, like a jam color, right? Absolutely, yeah. Right. And they I have, like the microphone for effect, like a podcast I know, microphone. right? Right. We might uh, you might, stuff. might have to pull that into the Bar Dizzle artwork uh, in the future when we go through a, a rebranding, possibly. No, um, about it. You're saying Canada? About it. Yeah. So they have uh, <laughs> multiple offerings of this, and this is the mosaic. They have. Uh, other batches called the Citra, the Simcoe, the Galaxy, and the Nelson. Nelson? Nelson. I thought that was a full Nelson. Wait a minute. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Mosaic Jam IPA ABV of 6.8, Dave. Okay. IBUs. Uh, I got to pull an all-points bulletin out for that because it, uh, you know, yeah, of course. not noted. So Jam is the solo show of hops at center stage, Dave, hence the microphone. Each uh -huh. variant is dry hopped exclusively with a single variety, allowing the hop to shine and shred. Mosaic nice. Jam it. slaps with strong notes of sticky and sweet berry medley and dank peach. Whoa! So I'm a little worried with the dank peach. Yeah, but, that's uh, a little concerning, but you never know. But uh, uh, I'm gonna I love the dry hop, though. Yeah, the dry hopped with, uh, with and again, this is, this is uh, dry hopped exclusively with mosaic, hence the mosaic jam. And here we go with the paper pole. Oh, there we go. And boy, that was oh, that was I got I got, that the, was, I, that I got the dank right off of that whiff right in the face when that thing opened up. Oh, that's ooh, a nice color. That was a, that was a pretty. Good. Yeah, there's something. Let me. Ooh. Yeah, I get the peach right in my nostril hair. No oh, question. Yeah. Right in the nose. Hopefully, it's good as a peach hair. cobbler. Yeah. Or maybe we can eat a peach like the Almond Brothers. Like, oh, right okay. Uh, a little, uh, little double entendre there. <laughs> uh, that's, my, that's my jam, as they say. Uh, maybe if I like this, I'll be saying that's my jam. There you, there I you like go. This, uh, uh -huh. So we'll we, uh, so. Delayed rim shot there. Um, I appreciate that. But let me. Uh, you know, let that let that breathe a little a little second. Yeah, let me let me pour. I still hadn't poured. I was still oh okay looking out of the can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, there you go. There you go. Let me see. Ooh, nice texture. Let me put yes, that up sir. to the yes sir to yes, the deal. Sir. All right, here comes uh, under my nose. Uh, okay, here it comes. Chin chin. chin. Wow. Wow. That's good. Dave, I thought I was going to come in and say, you know, uh, dancing gnome pit. is is I'm a huge fan. I, I you know that that's why you got to taste them, man, because you know uh, it's like the truth in lending. It's the <laughs> it's the right. truth in reading. Uh, what they're you know kind of fucking great. Uh, that is phenomenal. Holy shit! I mean, we, and we loved locals. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, generally, you know, there's so much stuff out there. We've Covered so many of them, and DG is a is a good company too. But wow, it, that, <clears> like that you said, finish, that finish, yeah, that finishes. Like you said, you you got a little bit um, of a bias, snot snorting thing. Coming yeah, in your nose. I, I got a little worried about going, the dank uh, peach. The peach, it's going to be peach cobbler. Well, and, and same as the sweet berry medley, because again, you know, I don't know if we've had something written like that before, but wow. we've seen the berries and, and that other stuff when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this gets back to, uh, you know, they're pushing some uh, uh, beer alchemy there. Oh, this is real. This, I'll tell you what, as far as ones we've rolled out recently, um, and, 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 you know, kudos here to Three Floyds. Which is also a big one. This is way up there. I mean, it, it's. This is, this I think is, you know it does. Dave, this is this is going to be a big score. 
Yeah, it's going to be a big score. Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a big one. Like when you see that dude flying down the ski jump and he just lifts off at the exact moment and he's floating and you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be really far. And all of a sudden he just lightly flies down and he's like three feet past the other guy. Yeah. And, you know, it's like and then he just lands flat dead on his skis and all in balance. And there's nothing on the back that's. That's lingering. Cranberry no, that's style. what I'm saying. Yeah. The the finish, the finish is is uh, anti cranberries. If only that team uh, that locally could finish like this. But no, uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, really good, man. I'm I'm going to lead off. I'm going to go a solid four seven five. Yep. I'm just going right there. I'm just going to go right there, and I'm not apologizing for it. You you, you shouldn't. Uh, I- <laughs> I can't give it a five, but I want to give it a no. five. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to check in right there with you with the four seven five, but and I can't. It's been with a four seven five, folks. So. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, this is wow. I, I here's what I can tell you: this this would almost go to Bardizzle top ten for sure. Oh yeah, it'd be it, it's yeah it's 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 sniffing that uh, that that and, for, and we've that got a, a hundred and forty yeah. beers on our list so far, Dave, and and so that's yeah. that's that's. that's that's uh, with uh, you know good company there. I, I, top ten right. for sure, I, and and you know if if we went back through a, a, a tasting of the ten, I, I think it would be pushing you know more towards a five. No, yeah, and and some of these they've kind of uh, been a while, uh, stain style. Uh, Aaron but, Lewis, uh, thank you, sir. But yeah, uh, but so we don't even know. Like we'd we'd have to almost. I think your idea a while back of like going back over the ones we considered in the top 10 yeah. and then like re-rating them against right. ones we've now done a year and a half later or something or more even. Right. This, 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 th- there's no question that this one would not be out of the top 15. Oh, it's not out think. of the top 10 for sure. Maybe, maybe that's uh maybe that's what we do for uh March madness this year. <clears throat> maybe so. Maybe yeah, so. But it's, I mean, I'm going to, this is, this is going to be. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I, I should have. I, I don't think I left the uh, the receipt. I'm. I'm thinking it was like twenty two bucks or something like that. So that's you know. Well, that's kind of typical for local, though. I it, mean, unfortunately, it's, 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 it's typical it's, for local, which will lead us into the to the next bullet point. That not super. Ter- it might, you know what? It might have been only tw- like twenty fifty six, but they are yeah. pounders. Um, so yeah. you, you. So you can't look at the. the is the, it four pounders or six? Yes, pounders? four four pounders. Four, okay. So it's a. Yeah. It's on the pricier side, but listen, I was. Yeah, uh, this is good, damn. Uh, wow. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that. But that's that's still like uh, under six bucks. Uh, right. It's a little yeah, over five. Yeah. yeah. If this was at one of our establishments that we go to, this would probably be seven fifty. Oh, I was paying eight bucks the other day for a draft. Or eight, but yeah, and, uh, for seven, for seven, uh, a, another IPA that's very good. That I got to find a, a can of it somewhere that. that that's probably probably. Let me ask you this before I forget. Um, I thought you had mentioned a while back because I haven't been up there in a while. And at uh, the fellows of good, um, did you say that they kind of like kind of stopped some of the takeaway stuff? So how did you get this? I thought that they kind of stopped. Yeah, the, they they just have a they have a very very limited small, uh, narrow fridge. And and I saw this as I was sitting on that side and I was having a dinner because Allison was somewhere and the kids already did something and i'm like i'm just gonna you right, know and i I, there, I fly yeah. by there on the way to the rink and back from the rink and, and all that stuff I'm like you know what i'm just gonna pop in here for you know a quick mm-hmm. couple and a sandwich and mm-hmm. um and i saw that over there and i'm like 
you know what? I might as well just get a beer now because it's going to save me for rushing around whenever. Yeah, whenever because you knew you were going right. away this, today. So. Right, and um, boy, am I glad I got. Uh, here, here's what I know: I got two more of these babies. Yeah, lucky you. Uh, well, hey, you got. Uh, <laughs> I got five more or four more of the. That's uh, right. <clears throat> the three Floyds. Boy, I got two winners, man. But I tell you what. As much as I'm, winter, winter, I'm, chicken, I'm in dinner. love with the variety of uh, of Three Floyds and what they did with the red ale because it, it's its own thing. Oh, the red yeah. ale because you you could this, just get a regular red ale like you know like a Killian's Irish yes, Red, which is Killian's nothing wrong with it. Right. Nothing wrong with it, but no, like, there's nothing wrong with it at that, all. Why that, do you think it's been around so long? Yeah, the red chair and 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 the you know uh, return of the ancients. That that's good sh- that's good shit, and especially like when you're like, you yeah, know, what? Really I don't is. feel like an IPA, but I don't feel like a lager. Uh, that that's a really good red ale. I mean, that's a really good red yeah. ale. No, it is, and they're both they're both so strong. But this, this especially being local, which we like again mentioned. Well, let's talk about that. Let's p- let's support, pivot to but, that now, but, and, and uh, so yeah, pivot so, to that. Yeah, we we we've got strong scores. We, I mean, you know, Siskel and Ebert, two thumbs up, both of these guys. Absolutely. And then uh, Dave and I saw, and uh, I, I think you said you saw it in the Post-Gazette, I, I subscribed to yep. the uh, Pittsburgh Business Journal for uh, things related to work. And we saw sure. the article there, another uh, bar dizzle, uh, went a, f- a few on there, uh, probably two or three at least, yep. from uh, Necromancer, few, yeah. uh, maybe even four, because I think I did too, and I think maybe you did too. Uh, yeah, maybe. and they they were getting ready to one. open a, a another location in in Greenfield, yeah. I think it was. Uh, yep, and then all of a sudden right. they just not only are they not doing that, but they are closing this weekend, right? Uh, they're closing, right, right. closing. And I, go ahead. Yep, good. No, but, I was just going to say, and I, I I mentioned to you in text that I I recall that they were, I mean, they were shocked. They had the brewmaster this this lady. Who's uh, very good at what she that she she does, and she said that they were kind of shocked. They, I guess, they had mentioned that it was some type of a bad business decision that they made somewhere along the line. I don't know what it was. I, I don't. They didn't really elaborate on that, but but they, you know, these people are losing their jobs. So what they did this weekend is they were having. I know Friday and Saturday. I don't know if they're open tomorrow or not, but they were actually having free beer for right. people. So that's a little scary. Free beer but and, they, and what? Yeah, go ahead. And so they just said that um, they would just have a giant tip jar out, so all the profits, all all the money would go directly to the people losing their losing their jobs there, um, you know. And it's such a great space, Scott, yeah. as you know. I mean, they have a nice back room area with a little gaming area and stuff. Yeah. And they have uh, the, the the front bar is great. There's a place to sit inside and outside, and and their and their stuff is good, man. And it's not overly overly priced. And it was just a it was just a, such a sad thing to hear. You know, but. Well, not overly priced, but you know they're in that seven, eight buck. Oh, of course, yeah, a, a they're, they're, beer they're range, right and we've we've talked about that, and and I've romped about that in in other segments on here, and I just think that you know somehow these guys, and you know I, I don't know if it was the structure of a loan or something like that. That that had to be it because although I don't think they had food there either. I know they had food trucks come by. Uh, they did, and I think people could bring in stuff yeah. and let you do that. And they, and they also had different sizes. You can get a 10-ounce or something. You don't have to get a six. Yeah, you don't right. have to get a pint. No, 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 no. Right, right, so. right. But, but why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> if, you're, you know, if you can't or you can a, get a if you can't or, pee in a tall grass, stay on the porch, Dave. <laughs> uh, Good point by you. But uh, 
Yeah, it's just a shame, and and yeah, there, and I can't. I'm, I'm trying to effort, and I'll 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 see if I can effort offline here when we're uh, in between segments, or you're talking about the Steelers or something. I, there was another local closing as well, and it's just a okay. shame to seeing these guys go under. But yeah, it hasn't happened a lot recently, which is fortunate. I mean, some of the the bigger ones. Um, uh, there's the one down in Sharpsburg. Um, well, Dancing Gnomes. Is it Dancing Gnomes? Yeah, da- Sharpsburg, Dancing right? Gnomes down there. So, yeah, so, and I, so I've is been Hitchhiker. Yep. I've been there. Yeah, I've been there too. It's, it's a good place too. And it gets crowded down there. Yeah. Hitch- um, Hitchhiker's a good one. But here's the thing I think Hitchhiker and, and Dancing Gnome, I think they have a little more, uh, you know, food capabilities. Um, I think Dancing yes. Gnome does do the, the trucks. I know the other one does trucks, but they all they have, have their own food. Down at Dancing yeah. Gnome. And, I, and that's what Allison asked me, uh, you know, um, uh, super wife here that uh, she's like, well, you know, they don't have other things because there's, there's actually another brew uh, pub coming here over in Mount Nebo. Uh, really? Big, big facility right down from that PNC bank over at Mount Nebo. Okay. And, um, something new? Yeah, something new. I have, to th- I have to go effort the name offline here. Okay. And she's like, well, how is that opening? I'm like, well, I don't know. She's like, well, maybe because they serve food. I'm like, well, yeah, they have different ways to generate revenue sure um yeah and it's not just because the thing about necromancer was they didn't have a lot of food that food truck so it was like you know do they have a smaller segment just showing up to have a couple pops in in in, in person or, or or getting the the takeout in person versus you know being able to go on a date and have a dinner with somebody or or, yeah, or, well, or or take your fan, you know, your parents, or you know, we're we're older, so you know, yeah, adults going somewhere for for a sit down dinner versus sure. just going to drink, you know, pound some beers and stuff. And they, I don't think they had a lot of TVs and, and all that other uh, stuff. No, that was no, there wasn't a TV thing. But I, I will say this, and this is no slight. Anybody wants to go do family things or whatever, but I, as just an adult, that there's very few places that you can just go adulting where. What I liked about Necromancer is, yeah, you could go in the back and maybe if you brought a kid or something like that, they can go back and play in some stuff or whatever. But the front space was pretty adult. There wasn't yeah. a lot of like you know, little kids running around and coloring and stuff. And I, I just myself, I'm just not into that. So I, I, I like that that there's a space. Yeah. And they had that where it was mainly just an adult right scenario. And and I, I think I mentioned a while back about the mm. full pint place that they yes. have and they. And, and and it's a good place, but I mean, there's sometimes just I just don't want to be necessarily. If I'm at a restaurant, I'm, I'm right. I know I'm going to see kids and stuff, but whatever, it's fine. But uh, I don't think that's the place. I don't know. Yeah. For yeah. When you're talking I, about, I, I think uh, that setup would but, be be good if 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 you know if you're in Lawrenceville or you're down on the strip or you're you're sure. in in the city or or near the city where you know people actually live. Like you, you can't walk the yeah. Necromancer, right? You got to get in no. your car and drive to it. It's not like yeah, I mean, it's, it's a local right bar where you're Babcock. walking around the corner. Yeah, people that are along the way about Babcock. Mm, yeah, because you know at, at Babcock there, there's there's houses up on the, those hills and there's there's a lot of residences. Yeah, they around walk there. But it, you're right. But you're right. I mean, uh, most of the time you're 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 pulling into their space. So yeah. But All yeah, right. So uh, that two two winners, two two absolutely full marks for sure, and and and. Most likely a top ten. Not that, not that uh, three Floyds, you know. But you know, we're we're talking top ten. I mean, three Floyds is easily top twenty five for us on that one. And and in the red ale category, you know, that's a whole yep. different story. Um, yep. But uh, and, you 
Go ahead. Yep, I was going to say it's it's like it's almost like you know those those hmm. figure skating competition where the one contestant goes out there and and lands like a triple axle and does right. all this stuff and gets like a nine two five whatever and and then which is what uh, three Floyd's did and then you know dancing gnome comes in and and, and they're watching right and, and oh shit right and then they're, and they're, and they're, and then you see the judges nine seven five you know, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, they had, to pull out the had this one. they had to pull out the triple Lindy. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so with that day. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> let's, let's, let's head on out with uh, some uh, some music here that's uh, very similar to Stained as I uh, created in the eye as well. Good job, buddy. We will be back with uh, Famous 78s. All righty. Congratulations. Sippage. Yes. And right uh, I wanted to uh, I'll make one final comment on the back of the can. Wait a minute. Family show. Of the, uh, uh, Dancing Gnome. Dancing Gnome says, uh, give it a second life. Consume, recycle, repeat. A fucking <laughs> men. Oh, yeah. No arguments here. That's getting it done. That's <clears> getting <throat> her done. Absolutely. So uh onward and upward uh famous 78s as i said in the opening segment uh it's uh centered around uh football yep. and uh leading off with uh bruce smith dave yeah i mean this guy uh was he was a beast but you know the first thing that sticks out before we go into all the different bill stuff and that 11-time Pro Bowl and 8-time All-Pro. That's just a mic drop Hall of Fame right there. Just I don't care what anything else says. I mean, it's just – that's just strong. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's Joe Green territory. That's, you know, a, a lot of the amazing uh, D-linemen uh, territory. All 80s team, all 90s team. Uh, you know, I mean, the defensive PO-wise uh, player of the years and – you know, different, different uh, platforms, uh, AP, UPI, you know, and uh, so, I mean, just, just uh, unbelievable. And uh, did he end up going to the Redskins later? Yes, I was going to talk about that. Okay. <clears throat> but, you know, Vatek guy, Virginia Tech, and, you know, back in the uh, Dizze, uh, that Virginia Tech school, I, I used to love watching them because, you know, they had uh, Mr. Frank Beamer, who was an incredible coach, unbelievable right. special teams coach. Like I don't know, led the world in like special teams, block punts and and field goals, and just special teams guru, and a, an incredible uh, career that, that he had. But you know, the Bills obviously, when anybody says Buffalo Bills, you know, you you talk about there is a a Netflix special. Don't know if you've seen it called The Four Falls of Buffalo, <laughs> and it talks about their four straight Super Bowl yeah. losses, but. You know, uh, those are team things, and a lot of team things happen to prevent them winning one of those, which they certainly should have. But we're talking about individuals now, and this guy was absolutely incredible with uh, 279 games, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, almost 1,100 solo tackles. 
well, here's the sacks. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I mean, so he he's still the all time sack leader, Dave, at two hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, uh, Reverend Reverend Reggie White is uh, right up there at one ninety eight. Yeah, we're, we're, what what happened with? Oh yeah, okay, so, okay, because that's right. Because Reggie White did the had the one at one point where he had taken the lead because. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre just kind of genuflected and, and fell down and let him get the record. Yep. And then, then, but, 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 uh, Mr. Smith mm-hmm. goes to Washington. That's, That's like right. Movie. That's right. Um, and, and then he, he, he soldiered on and, and, uh, you know, he, he, he padded some of those stats and got, uh, his first year with Washington, he got 10. And then, yeah. You know, so the, actually, that first so. year is when, when I moved down there. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. So he and uh, who was that wide receiver that went there too? Uh, I think he was a Bill too, wasn't he? Um, uh, 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 oh, that left the Bills to go to Washington. Yeah. Was it Isaac Bruce? No, it wasn't Isaac Bruce. Uh, anyway, no, I'll, effort, I'll I'll effort that. Uh, and actually, I <laughs> oddly enough, uh, by the time my ex and I started looking for a house, we actually walked through the wide receiver's house that was on the market. Is that right? That's right. Let that's, me that's uh, let me let me go find. Uh, yeah, out. I don't remember that. Well, while you're efforting, what I think is fascinating is you mentioned that he's still the sack leader, and you know at the end of it, we were talking about what is this like a uh, almost twenty year career, and eighteen years whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, nineteen years. So you think well maybe he's kind of washed up ish when he goes to Washington, but he comes right out at his you know advanced age, gets ten the first season, and then gets. Uh, 19 more in the next few seasons. So, granted, probably playing, I don't want to say sparingly, but situationally more than he was when right. he was a three-down guy for the most part in Buffalo. Uh, that's still remarkable to me. And if you look those at those averages. Uh, uh, it was Andre, you know, Andre Reed, by the way. Andre Bad Moon Rising. Yep. Yeah. Yep, because it was him, Irving Fryer, and Jeff George on the uh, on the offensive side. Gotcha. And then they okay. had Bruce Smith and Deion Sanders on the defensive side when when sure. when, when uh, uh, that little shit uh, uh, <laughs> Daniel Snyder was trying to you know uh, build an empire with uh, all the uh, trophy winners from uh, the previous decade. Boy, is that guy a tool? Anyway, that's just another story from their time. But yeah, well, I, I just I you look. I remember it's almost like you say where where were you when. JFK got shot. I was too little. Mm-hmm. Or where were you when the shuttle did the thing and blew yep. up? Or, or just whatever. The, yeah. the moments in time, 9-11. But you know, in a good way, I, I was with a buddy of mine, a massive Buffalo Bills fan from uh, Cheektowaga, which, of course, another Indian name with a lot of them up there. Um, we were watching it at this place, Scoreboard. <clears throat> uh, scoreboard or Sidelines, I think it was called. And it was when they were getting destroyed. Uh uh, by Tennessee, mm-hmm. and they come back and and had Frank Lloyd Reich, who we had, <laughs> well, my buddy Bob Joyer, that played with Frank right. Reich at uh, at Maryland, and he engineered this comeback because Jim Kelly was hurt, right? And he had to play in this game, so they're down what thirty one to three or or, or thirty one to six or, or some ridiculous was the biggest comeback until yeah. this other comeback that just happened not too long ago here this year uh, with the Vikings. Um, which was the 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 the, the, the biggest in NFL history, right. engin- engineered by uh, the Vikings quarterback that's now sort of a free agent, hasn't resigned with 
Minnesota. But anyway, I guess the point I was trying to make is they had some really dramatic game. They were so good on both sides of the ball. The Bills, uh, that know, is, yeah. The Bills, that is. Yes, thank you. And this guy was such a big part of it. And, oh. uh, and he was like, I just, well, I'll just go out on a limb and say he was their Joe Green, Scott. He, he, he was definitely their Joe Green. And I, I was going to go with a, a, a little bit more of a um, contemporary, more, more like a, he was their Lawrence Taylor, even though different yes. positions. Yeah, or he was the, like the the minister of defense. He was he yeah. was the he was he a was, master he, destructor. He, he was that guy, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so, uh, yeah. And, and look, he, it's like I mean, inducted Hall as of a fame. player in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and and those those numbers, even not getting to playoffs, eleven time Pro Bowl, eight time All Pro. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. All, Hall of Fame, All eighties team, Hall of Fame, All nineties team. Right. Uh, two right. Uh, DPOYs. Yep. Yeah, I was mentioning or, that or, earlier. Or, four, or, or I don't even know how you qu- classify it because it was Pro Football Writers Association, two APs, yeah, APs and four UPIs and, when there yeah. was all those different ones, right? Right. Yeah, now they have it more. Wait a minute. I got to take my shoes off the count now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tremendous player. <clears throat> I just remember in the 90s them being so – like how they didn't win. I mean, and I'm not a fan of theirs, obviously, in the Bills Mafia, big, yep. a huge fandom. I mean, Steeler Nation even – I think really respects that that fan base because they're so close to us, a few hours up the road, and 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 they and they're passionate, so much passionate mm-hmm. about their team like exactly. we have, and 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 you know it just was a shame, it, it, you know it's almost hard to do, Scott, it's to get to the four of them and not just a bounce go your way to win one of those. It's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So yeah, that four falls to Buffalo. It's worth watching on Netflix if any people are sports fans. It's what what watching just kind of. Chronicles that whole uh, scenario, and of course with their great coach who's still alive. Yeah, uh, Marv yeah, Levy. Marv Levy, right? And uh, so, yeah, so great guy. So we want to move on. Yeah. So transitioning to the other side of the line, Dave, uh, the uh, the Hawaiian pineapple. There's my dad used to call him, uh, <laughs> Mr. Anthony Munoz from uh, your Cincinnati badass. Bengal. Yeah. Right. Right. Six six two seventy eight. Yeah. And he. he <laughs> And he has to he has to one up uh, Bruce Smith on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, eleven Pro Bowls, nine All Pros. I, I, I was just looking. <laughs> so I at got that. your I got your All Pros, and I raise you one. Right. You know, and then All Eighties team and the Walter Payton Award winner, which is a big deal. That sure. was a very. I remember when he was uh, in in playing uh, in in vogue and playing that he was such a humanitarian and everything and. Good on him for winning. Oh, so we, for, we forgot to mention that Bruce Smith was a, a, a 1-1, first round, first overall. Oh, he was a 1-1. Yep. and okay. uh, Munoz was a 1-3. 1-3, a 1-1 and a 1-3 and two Hall of Famers. Well, that's... Uh, not just Hall of Famers, just just all-timers. Yeah, all-timers, right, right, all-timers. And, and you know, the, uh, the, the, the difference between the f- first guy we talked about and this guy, which we're going to talk about here briefly... And the last guy we're going to talk about is just the rings. Yeah, I mean they. I mean that basically they did everything else. I mean they obviously got the approval of their peers, the approval of the league. Uh, incredible, uh, you know, game started, especially to play the interior line on the yeah. offense or defensive side yeah. to have that much longevity. I guess. Is and and if at. you look at it, Bruce Smith you know, almost so. played a hundred more games than Anthony Munoz. Yeah. Yeah. And Munoz had some injuries that yeah. really set him back. That's one thing that he had happened. Yeah. I remember when you go, you know, before you would look on things on your phone, 
you know, you would go and you would go ESPN and have these little uh, red crosses by his yeah. name because there was something. Uh, and <laughs> offensive linemen, you're running in these train wrecks like every uh, every, every play. play. Yeah. And so it's 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 incredible. But you know what he? Uh, I mean, there. I mean, and, and it's 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 kind of detailed if you look at like '82. He's a couple years in. You know, he he only played nine games. And he yeah. started those games. Yeah. I guess that's when he was. Um, he he was already a starter at that point, but injured. Um, and then he had a nice run where he wasn't. But then he only played eleven games mm-hmm. in '87, yeah. and then later on, like in the '13, then eight. So he. He got he caught the injury bug a little bit, but yeah. it didn't matter. I mean, they went to Super Bowls. They lost to Joe Montana. Yeah, you know, in in uh, no, at no least shame one of there. The Super Bowls. No shame there, right? A lot of people did that. Mm-mm, exactly. And, but I mean, Hall of Fame guy, and obviously a Hall of Fame person by the Walter Payton Award. Anything else stand out for you, Scott? No, just that you know, I, if, if if I'm picking an offensive line, he's he's one of my tackles. No question. Yeah, if he, if he's if he's on the board. Right now, he's the first. He's the first tackle taken for sure. And and, and mean, you know, it, it, being a Steeler USC, honk and a Bengal hater, I, I, I take that guy uh, every day and twice on Sunday for my team. Yeah, and a USC guy, so obviously he yeah. was he was he was well watched through his yeah. whole career. Just and and like Virginia Tech too, but 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 USC, you know, they've always had such a uh, huge following, and uh, he was a, he was a hometown guy. He was in Chaffee, California, so he was. Yeah, you know, he stayed right home to play college. Right, and, right, uh, right. Like you said, a one-three uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, two Hall of Famers back to back. Yeah, and transitioning to the next guy, local uh, flavor for us, uh, Mister uh, Dwight White, number seventy-eight, and uh, definitely not a one-one. Uh, a, a he was uh, uh, fourth round, hundred and fourth overall, yeah. but uh, yeah. and not a Hall of Famer. And I think you know some of the things that I think his short career. I think uh, because I think he was, you know, 126 games, Dave. I think he was only yeah. around for like, uh, was that 10 years almost? Not quite. Yeah, but but four times Super Bowl champion right. in that span. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, he was part and parcel of, you know, not that Joe Green needed help per se, but, you know, it, it, if they were doubling Joe, then, you know, this guy was getting in there to, to wreck some havoc along with uh, the, the other eight. Uh, 68 LC uh, Greenwood. Right. And you know what? He was a smart dude. Like if you heard him talk, like you sometimes you hear offensive linemen and they just, they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to buck this guy and pancake him and I'm, whatever. They're all pissing vinegar and fire. But he, he was kind of a, I say cerebral, but he was, he was a very well-spoken guy. If you oh, listen yeah. to him talking, I've, I've had several like conversations that. with him actually. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Well, do tell. Yeah. So when I was in, uh, uh, high school and, and then college, I worked at a, uh, a local swimming pool company down there uh, where I grew up in Cheswick called Cheswick pools, oddly enough, ap- mm. aptly named. And, yeah, uh, he, he was a customer of the, uh, the owner of the oh. de- uh, dearly departed, uh, uh, Danny Littell, uh, who I didn't find out until later, but he passed away when he was 67, probably like around 2017 ish. Uh, anyway, I had a good relationship with the owner and, and, and Dwight White would come in. Uh, I think he even sent LC in and, and Danny, uh, the owner, uh, who I wish he was still around and could, you know, be an adult friend of mine, but I, I moved mm-hmm. away and came back and all, you know, life happens. Um, he was very good friends with Jack Ham. Oh, and Mike Wagner. Okay. okay. The pool uh, guy or, 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 or Dwight was. 
Uh, no, cool my, 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 my boss was friends with Jack Hammond and, oh, and, and Mike Wagner. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's how I got to, you know, meet Dwight White several, oh. several times at the, at the Cheswick polls there. Well, I wonder how that conversation went. Say, listen, um, <clears throat> I need uh, uh, just uh, I need to get a pool, but here's the thing: um, I need probably one for um, everybody else, and then one for me because when I get in, all the water is going to come out. <laughs> so I need like two back to back. Can you do that? Like two side by side. Yeah, there's a side by side pool option. That's there. right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, he was you know, look, he was a badass, and you know, um, like you said, the shortened one twenty six. Uh, Get, you know games which yeah i mean he, you know, he that, played uh, nine years actually 71 to 80 right he did play nine years right he did, uh, play nine years so so uh, you, you look at that and you know you look at bruce smith who played uh, uh 19 years yeah i mean so he doubled dwight's numbers basically right yep uh you know and, and you know he started playing when they you know sacks weren't necessarily a uh a stat, so you know the, all these numbers are going back and rebuilt. And he had the right. injury bug at the end, end of his career. I mean, he ended up with fifty-five sacks. But you know, you look at seventy-two through like seventy-six or uh, seventy-five when he wasn't getting injured. He you know, ten, seven and a half, eight and a half, and that's what you know. That that, that that's before you know uh, the the defensive players. You know, the, we talked about the Mel Blunt role and all that other stuff, and, and the ball coming out yeah, a lot quicker versus. Uh, you know, now, um, it, it's just, uh, a great player in, 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 in my opinion. And, um, I and think he's had a, a little bit of a longer career, you know, yep. it, it would have pumped up his numbers, but, uh, yep. Hey, you know, he's part of that, uh, fearsome foursome. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and as, as Tessa aptly pointed out, mad dog being his nickname, but, That's right. uh, we, she, uh, referred to us for some god awful reason but um <laughs> mad dogs are the mic whenever she was saying that i was thinking of mike and the mad dog uh the, the mike and the mechanics in new york well uh, mike and the mad dog oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. York, yeah yeah uh with the, those those guys that uh, back in the day they used to the do DJ. their venom back in the 80s but yeah, yeah look he look the guy caught the wave like uh the beach boys you know right, he was at, right. you know, he had three other really formidable guys then he had hall of famer jack Hamm. Hall of Famer, Jack Lambert. Hall of Famer, uh, Donnie Shell. I mean, it's a, a, a Hall of Famer, Joe Green. So yeah. he was he was part of not only a, the the Steel Curtain, but a defense that spewed, uh, you know, a, 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 let it parade into the yeah, into and, and arguably so. one of the best of all time. I mean, I you know I, I we. we 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 could maybe you know put that into an idea as a potential topic down the road um, in, in compare and contrast because it's tough to compare and contrast between mm. eras, but I, I, you know yeah. just due to the size and, and and the growth of all that stuff. But you know that 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 defense was just just menacing, menacing, Dave, menacing. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and the reason why you can't really compare and contrast a lot is because of the rules, right? Yes. So everything is so much different now head slaps and different things. And you mentioned the Mel Brown running the ball versus with, throwing the ball every time. Correct. Correct. I mean, obviously, and, and the perfect example of that was Bradshaw didn't really come into his own until really after that, you know, role change, ironically yeah. enough after that rule change where they just unleashed him on the NFL when right. the rules opened up everything and he just started, you know, right. tossing the ball in and he ended up winning Super Bowl MVPs and stuff like that. So, but look, mad dog was, uh, uh, you know, he was, uh, again, for a D lineman and a, a, 
a big dude. And, you know, these guys, you, you think of them as just you know, lummoxes and, and stuff. He, he was, he was a smart and funny guy to, to, to listen to in interviews. Yeah. He was very, didn't take himself too seriously. And, but what, you know, when, when he walked between them lines, oh. you know, it was a whole different, he, he was a badass. I mean, you're, I mean, you're talking about a guy that, you know, his, his stature alone was six four two fifty five. Right. Now this is back in the seventies. Say, well, two fifty five. You know, it's like, well, this was that was big back the then. Yeah, but Jack Lambert was two fifteen. Yeah, and then you had you know White with his six six or whatever yeah. he was with six you know something like with that with his uh, golden shoes. Um, right. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's good stuff, uh, man. Good stuff, and uh, we'll, we're we're gonna come back and uh, you know get into some more gridiron here of. Uh, of how, how things finished and uh, where we're headed and uh, a lot of a lot of news around that area so let's uh lots lots of news let's uh head on out and uh smoke them if you got them and uh get a fresh one all right mr Peterson. All right, Dave. Heavy on the gridiron for uh, famous 78s. And uh, here we are, as they say. Staying with uh, that theme. Instead of here we go or all of that <clears throat> in a bag of chips. Let's uh, let's get into it. So uh, the, the first item up for bids, uh, Bob Barker, is yeah. uh, Arthur Smith, new OC. Previous uh, HC yeah. of Hotlanta. Yeah, and I do like to hire because I, I'll tell you why. It's because um, for the first time in several years now, um, you know, our last two being internal, a, you know, team, uh, internal teamwork scenario with Mike Sullivan, not of your Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll get to them later. <laughs> and then, and then the, uh, the, the, <laughs> Uh, the other guy who they decided to retain, I, I can't remember him now. There's two guys that did, did the uh, oh, Canada. play calling responsibilities oh, this year. Oh, 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 yeah, the other guy. No, yeah. Canada was before that. So right, right. Sullivan the and then the other guy, which I don't – yeah, so what, I guess the point I was trying to make was that it's been a few years since they actually had um, a legit offensive coordinator that was actually – in that position before or at a head coach before right. this gentleman here, you know, he um, had success obviously with Tennessee mm -hmm. with Ray Tannehill, not the uh, guy that used to be on channel 11. Channel um, two. Uh, <laughs> channel, channel two. Um, but anyway, um, but um, Ryan Tannehill, not Ray. Right. Uh, no relation. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they were in a very run uh, heavy type offense, which is, Pretty good because we got two pretty good running backs here, yeah, but just a, he's a and a pretty good one down there with Derrick Henry, which who knows where he'll land. But um, th but the point is, this is a legit play caller mm -hmm. um, that that it was in that position and, and obviously a head coach as well, and and that's what they said that they wanted to do. They wanted mm -hmm. to go with somebody that has significant a, NFL experience, significant NFL experience, especially at that position. Mm -hmm. And on the surface, I, I do like it because. You know, we'll talk about some of the quarterback machinations here in a little bit, <laughs> but 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 and there's plenty of machinations to to mac about. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think he's the right guy to be able to navigate that because he's had experience at that 
area and also right. with some of these names that are bantied about as who might come in to to challenge or be another guy for Mr. Pickett, then you know he's probably the right guy. What do you, what say you about the hire? Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with all of that. And you know, look, could could they have you know waited another week or two and somebody else opened up? Uh, you know, possibly, but you you just don't know that. So you 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 right. have to strike yep. while the iron is hot, as they say, Dave. Absolutely. And no, go ahead. You, need to, you know, you need to bring somebody in that 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 you know maybe has you know a little more success that could potentially have to you know if he's got to stand up to coach T and and stand his ground he's he, yes. he, he's got he's got the the credentials to do that whereas it's somebody else is like well we brought you from the college ranks or right. you know you're you're somebody else's quarterbacks coach and this is your first OC job yada 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 i i you know i i, I can't you look i i can say i like it but what i would say is I, I can't, you know, discriminate against it. There, 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 there's just no room to criticize it, in my view. Like, I, I know there's right. people that do criticize it, but I think they're crazy. Like, just they're, they're, they don't have any, any data that, uh, or, or, uh, you know, evidence in, in the court of law, if you will, like that would yep. be, I don't want to say admissible, but would stand up to, you know, any, any rigor. No, I mean, and you're 100 percent right. And you know, some of the guys that you know were were uh, out there that would be a lateral move-ish type of thing, right? With Eric Bieniemy, you know, who was with right. the Chiefs and then went and then went elsewhere. And I actually, just signed with UCLA, right? Today. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. I missed He's that. He's the new, okay. new head coach of UCLA. Okay, gotcha. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to get to is that. Um, uh, you know, a couple of those other guys, um, oh, and there's a couple quarterbacks coaches that were promoted to offensive right. coordinators in other places. And th this is a guy that, um, just brings le a legit resume that, that that's what they, that's what they're looking for. And, and, right. and yeah, you know, you're, I mean, before that, uh, with, uh, Matt Canada was also, uh, uh, who was the w one guy that was there for a while too? That uh, was another offensive coordinator for Randy Fickner. Right. You know these guys really they didn't they didn't hold these positions before, right. And, right. and and now and now so you know we, you have a guy now and you know look what I like about him and I I read his bio whenever he was hired and you know his his dad was the founder of FedEx. Mm. Okay, so you know but I I love the way he talks to people about that. And the whole thing, because he's like, he's like with a family of like six or seven. So I think he was a few he, sisters. The other thing, sorry to interrupt, but he, he had, you know, not that, you know, it, it, you have to have it, but Arthur Smith was a former offensive lineman. And I think yes. there's an awful lot of data to support that, that you, when you have that, when, when that's in your, on your resume and you, and you look at those guys, those yes. guys seem to have a lot of success. As yes. offensive coordinators, yes, you're absolutely right. And just just for a, a little snippet to throw in, when he was with the Titans in 2019, they were third in rushing with 100, almost 140 yards per game. And here's a big here's a big thing for me because this is a Steelers bugaboo that's been around for years, and they led the NFL in red zone efficiency with 
5.6%. And that is a telling thing, Scott. For sure. Because how many times have you seen bloop, 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 go down the field, inside the 20, field goal. Uh, inside finish. the five, penalty, Couldn't finish. Couldn't finish. You know, and, and uh, that that's something I think that stands out to me, Scott, is that what are the areas you're looking to improve? So, they so want to he's be our little blue pill? He's a little <laughs> right, exactly. But, you know, he, I, mean, he, I mean, he worked under a bunch of head coaches, too. I mean, Mike Munchak, who you mentioned, offensive linemen make pretty good coaches. Yep. Ken Wisenhunt, Mike Malarkey, these are all Steeler. Uh, rem- Steeler. Remember, uh, uh, you know who else Mike played Rabel. offensive line? Chuck Knoll. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. But, I mean, look, <laughs> look at all the Steeler. Um, if, if you just want to do it on that merit. Right. Look at all the Steeler. Like it's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. Mike Munchak, mm-hmm. Ken Wisenhunt, yep. Mike Malarkey, Mike Vrabel. You know, Malarkey either was coached a tight end or though, wasn't played he? for the Steelers. Yeah, but I mean, he was also a head coach and a coordinator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, he, so he, yeah. he, he, during his time, he either he worked under multiple right, head right. coaches, including all those guys I just mentioned, exactly, which have the six degrees of Steelers Bacon, uh, you know, going on. So I think that. What I liked about him was what I was trying to – and he's a great duster, by the way. He's a formidable, <laughs> formidable uh, Brian Russ duster, which doesn't hurt. That's a moustache but, for uh, the right. Bardizzle uh, fans right. out there. And if you just look at, like, some of the, the, the numbers and the things that, you know um, – I mean, his offense ranked uh, first in the NFL in plays of 50-plus uh, yards and pass plays of 50-plus yards, second in total offense, rushing offense, Yards per rush and red zone efficiency, which I pointed out. Oh, please, please, please hold, Dave. I got, I, I've got a producer in my ear here. Uh, is is that duster as good as uh, Phil Garner's? Uh, Scrap iron. No. Is is anyone better than <laughs> Phil? I, other than uh, what's the guy that the the, the uh, comic or the uh, cartoon guy uh, with the little thing that used to move? What's his name? The cartoon guy, musta- uh, mustache. Other other than him, which I'll think about him in a minute. The only other one that you know, if you Lexi look at him, he he's, he looks very Paul Skeens of the Pirates. Oh boy, you know, he's got the he's got the, <laughs> he's got this Paul Skeens duster, uh, but uh, but no, he doesn't have that. But but I guess my point is, it's not just that he has experience at that position, but his Success, offense yeah. is yes. It's not he's middle of the pack, right? And when he's been an OC, his offenses have been. Yeah, it's not. It's promising. not like we. While well, we think he can do this based on his, right, he's 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 we as as we always go back to Jim Tracy, right? Right, right. If you've seen it before, it's, it's in, in there. there. Good point. So let, let's pivot off him because let's pivot maybe, off him. He deserved. I, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about the next bullet point. Uh, so there, there's been many a rumor, uh, and and a lot of this is uh, you know. I don't know if it's even just what it is bullshit, but it's like Justin Fields stopped following the Chicago bears on Instagram. And now he's following the Steelers. There's, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, and and I don't even know if this guy's an upgrade. I mean, uh, he's flashy, but then he's not good in in, in some instances. Right. I, I I just, I I don't know if I would, I I don't know if I would, you know, make that turn, Dave, What, what say you? Well, um, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I, I will say a couple things. First of all, he's definitely a Tomlin guy. He's been in love with him since he was in college. And he, you know, whenever he. Good point. Tomlin, Tomlin Good point. that is, whenever he was following him, they thought that if he felt it, which he, of course, didn't. Right. But if he was available, they probably would have taken him. Uh, you know, it didn't work out that way. And they certainly weren't going to move up based on 
where he ended up going with, with Chicago. But that's one thing. The other thing, <clears throat> this is a really bad team with not a lot of playmakers on offense, except for one really good guy. Uh, on, on, and so, you know, now you're looking at with Deontay and, and with Pickens and with Firemuth and with that running game and way his ability to be mobile, which I know that Tom is getting so he was, in love with Ish because yeah, a lot so of guys are So he was drafted a year before Kenny. Yes, right. Got it. Yep. Right. And he and, and what I'm trying to say is he was on as in Tomlin was on his scent at, at the time, <laughs> but because they, they, there's no way they would, right. he would have fallen to them that, unless some remarkable right. thing happened with right. some trade or move right. up or whatever. So that didn't happen. So he, he was already, I think the guy now I, I've seen, I watched some of their games cause I, I watched a lot of other games right? and I, I, I do see some, some positive things with them, yeah. especially the last half of last year. And when they weren't very good and he, he, he 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 has the ability to, to make some plays, but to your point, I don't know. Well, here's um, the, here, here here's the thing that scares me, right? Uh, and and I agree with all that, but he was also drafted by the Chicago Bears in the first round, eleventh overall, and yeah. uh, the dearly departed uh, Mitch Trubisky was what fourth? Was it that high? Uh, yeah, let me go back and effort that for you real quick here. Yeah, it's crazy stuff with all these quarterback decisions. I I you know I know it's it's a it's a Oh, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Second overall. Yeah, I thought, that, I, I thought that it was actually even a little higher, yeah. And that's where Drake May might go, their, their guy from Carolina now. Because yeah. Mitch uh, Trubisky is a Carolina guy. Um, but, look, here's here, let's, let's, let's move off uh, Mr. Fields just for a second. There's a couple people also in play, and then we'll get to the current people. That's the, uh, should I stay or should I go, right? Right. So you're talking about MR, who you're saying is Mason Rudolph. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about him in a second. But let me let me uh, let me throw in a couple of the names that are bantied about and these so-called air quotes experts. <laughs> Two names: Ryan Tannehill, because obviously his connection with Arthur. and his body yeah. of work with Arthur Smith that's legit. So we'll see. Still a free agent. He's in his, but he's in his mid. 30s 36 ish um and the other right. one being the other one being which i think you could just poo poo this and brush it aside which is kirk cousins because he had an absolutely phenomenal 2022 and last year he had a tremendous year building and then he then he then he blew out his uh, his uh ankle um and he missed the rest of the year and he's going to be ready i get but he there's this uh Special uh, show on uh, Netflix, Scott. You really should watch it called Quarterback. Mm. They chronicle the 2022 season with Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and uh, Marcus Mariota, who's now with Atlanta. And the Patexies moved on again because they they he lost his job somewhere. It's like three quarters of the way through the season that year, and then he 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 moved on and he's somewhere else now. I can't remember where, uh, L.A. or someplace. But anyway, um, uh, I think you can just poo-poo Kirk Cousins because the, the, I believe he has a big connection and really wants to stay in Minnesota. And I believe they're going to do everything they can to re-sign him because he's put up monster numbers and he did great stuff and they got him deep in the playoffs. And, and I think that they're probably going to go after him hard. The, the, and, but, but I want to I revisit your comment. And, and again, we, we, we kind of bantied this back and forth, you and I, about Mason – 
the reindeer, Mr. Rudolph. Um, and I, my whole thing is, I just say short sample size or not, he wins the last three, four games, gets him into a playoff, played pretty well, had the one pick in the end zone, but, 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 but why not even? They're not. They're, it's almost like they don't even want to um, put him in this situation. And Tomlin, he he gives these conflicting reports. He's like right. saying, "Well, yeah, Kenny is he's the number one guy. That's for sure." It, it, we it, so he's just saying he's reinserted into that role, and they want to see what they have. Right. Of course, they drafted him so high, but it's almost like they're almost discounting. You know what happened here, and if you talk to the Pickens and the and, and of course these guys are offensive guys, but and the Johnsons and all these offensive guys, they just love what this guy has done, and it's like he's kind of like an afterthought-ish, and and so if I'm Reindeer, I'm moving on, because if you're saying you're you didn't see enough of me to see that I can be at least two or press for one, but you're going to bring one of these other guys we just talked about, then what what are we what are we doing here? I've been here to, uh, you know, uh, and new coordinator or not, you know, I've shown that I could step in and it's a hard thing to come right in and be inserted in a playoff run right. to try to get your team in the playoffs. So I think he's probably my guess. And I'll throw this back to you. My guess is he's probably had enough of this putting other people in here. Cause if you bring in Tannehill or fields, th- they're going to probably get elevated past him. And he doesn't need that anymore. There's right. plenty of places. He can go to Chicago or he can go to some of these places that other guys leave. So I don't see Reindeer with his team when they break camp. What do you think? Yeah, I think no matter who you bring in, whether it's, you know, you you bring back Reindeer, you you bring in Tannehill, and you already have Kenny named as the uh, de facto uh, one or one De facto, a. right. Um, I, I think you're always going to have, you know, and, and look, the fans fans don't determine who starts, but he, he, it, it does trickle down through the team and where they have confidence in, in, in who's calling the plays. And, you know, if, if, if Kenny's going to be able to get past where, you know, he and, and I think he can make. 85, 90 percent of the throws that Mason can make. Mason definitely has a bigger arm, but but mostly deep. Yeah, Ken, Kenny was choosing not to throw him in, in favor of not turning it over where Mason was slinging it, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you just, you, 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 you know, as that famous Coach T saying is, you can't live within your fears, you, you right. got to let it rip. You got to let yeah. it rip. And, yeah. and, and because yeah. if you're not going to deliver the, 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 the rock to those guys down the field, they're not going to want to play for you. They're not going to want to do that run blocking. They're not, you know, that's, you know, right. Pickens big bugaboo and, and, uh, Deontay's big bugaboo. It's like, you know, if you feed me, I'll do the other shit for you. But and he you gotta did feed that. Me. Listen, that's a great point by you because what happened and I guess I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, being a lap dog for, for Mason right now, but, right. but to the point you, the thing that you, the statement you just made when Mason was having these, the success and he was staying in the pocket. He yep. wasn't trying to just bail out when the rush was coming. He would stay in there in the face of the rush and hit these guys. And he, he put George Pickens into the spotlight, which right. is what he's been wanting. You see some of these places, like the one I comes to mind was that little jet sweeper, that little yep. one play again. Didn't, when, he uh, didn't have one ball thrown his way, but he got that, that pitch. That out. Calvin Austin yep. Jr. Yep. Uh, deal. 
and he he buried this guy on a way to block it. But uh, to your point, Scott, I think is you're like, is he more amped up to make that block because now he's getting the goddamn ball? Yes, I think that's why he's amped up to block. For sure, you know, uh, because he because he's now saying, hey, I know Mason's going to get me the ball again. I'm going to go out and take yeah. this guy out, and I, then you know. So that's I, great. I think point the by big you. thing for Kenny for for his development is is look, there's no doubt about it. Being an NFL quarterback, you have to manage the game. And, and and he was doing that with a pretty decent amount of success. Remember, he finished that one year seven and two. Uh, they started off slow. Yep. They won some games. Then he got hurt, came back, got hurt again. Like, yeah, good point. He, yep. he he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't. He also was was managing the game too much. He he was letting the game come to him or control him instead of come to him, I guess is the better way to look at it versus, Hey, sometimes you got to let it fly. And if you're going to let it fly yes. down the field, you know, if, if it's 30, 40 yards, that's good as a punt. Just make, you know, you got to make sure we tackle the, the interceptor. Right. And yeah, you know, he just, so I, I think there's hope in, in, in that sense. I, I, I still think that, that Kenny can be a very good quarterback in the NFL. Um, but is he the franchise guy, or if he's the guy, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm qualified to say that. I don't. I don't know that I'm qualified to say that that Rudolph is either. Again, he had some success in in, in the small window. You know who else had some success in a small window? You know, Duck Dodges or whatever the fuck his name was. Well, but that's that's yeah, that's that's a little. Yeah, no, nah, I that's, mean, that, but but you got to yeah, but, but you got to look at little. that. You got to look at that. Well, you do, but I mean, the, the Mason stats were. were Bobby Brister looked pretty good on, on on you know. A, a four game. Well, look, I mean, he did, but well. he played a lot longer. But but, but he's played a lot longer. Plus, he went to Denver and played. He had a pretty long career. Here's here's what I'm going to say about uh, Kenny: is you know, 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, a career 78 passer rating. So, but I mean, those those winning stats that you talked about were, I mean, there are are worthy of talking about because he had this span where he was winning games and you know, it's all about winning games. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. statistics, you can't put everything into them. Right. But, but, but it's the eye test, you know, for me, if you look at some other guys around, it's not just root uh, Mason, but it's other guys, you know, the Kirk cousins and, and the 10 Hills and, and just other people, you, know, you see like a, a pedigree ish type of thing where you think, well, okay, that's, find some of the wins but then, like you said unfortunately we went to that one game where they changed coordinators and got rid of uh uh, uh canada yeah. and then went to this other hybrid thing and the first play they they go down yes. and throw the ball down the field 35 yards to to yeah, uh, we talk, i think we and talked about that on bar we're like hey we, we even talked about this yeah. together it was like you know uh because i think we were watching it over at uh, sensi's not a Sponsor yet? Not sponsor yet. Uh, and and first fucking play, Dave. First right. fucking play. Yeah, and they got that? over four hundred yards, but they haven't done in a coon's age. You know, that's the big bugaboo. They haven't got to four hundred yards. They did all that in one game. And and if it wasn't for the whole thing with, and look, what started the whole thing with Kenny, I think this year, and fairly or, or unfairly, the two games against two two win teams, and the one where the quarterback yeah. sneaking got hurt. I mean. You know, if if they finish those games and he finishes those games, and are we are we even talking about this? Are we talking right. about reindeer right. coming in and and, right. and and saving the day on his horse? Right. Maybe not. I mean, and with Arthur Smith now, I will just say one thing about this: Kenny definitely deserves 
especially with a draft position and what he had as a success from a one-loss standpoint, deserves to have this guy take him under his tutelage yeah. and give him another shot. Right. He, this is not a guy that's five, six years in. Right. Like some guys that were draft Achilles Smith and all these guys that they're high picks. And three, four years in, you know they're not making it because they <laughs> they just haven't shown it. You know, like uh, RG three, like right. people like that. After a few four years go by, you know that they don't have it. But Kenny is on this cusp where he's a smart guy. He's mm-hmm. you know he's he's had success, and I think he deserves the chance to to, to yeah. get back in the he's saddle. Fourteen again. and ten. I mean, that's that's what you have to right. look at, and and. Right, you know, good, right. good on you for pointing out he, you know, thirteen interceptions, thirteen TDs. I'll, I'll remind everybody that you know Bradshaw had two more TDs and interceptions. And oh, I don't sure. think I, I, I don't think Kenny's that guy. Bradshaw was a gunslinger. <laughs> I don't think Kenny's that guy. Yeah. Um, no. but you know, look, it, I, I guess the question is, is how do the Steelers? And we'll wrap this up here. How yeah, do the Steelers manage making Kenny one A? And who's the right guy to come in to be one B? Is 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 it more of a grizzled veteran that 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 has no ties to Pittsburgh but has ties to uh, the new OC, or yep. is it the or is it the guy that had success last year it, it, in the last yep. four games? Yeah, it, you know it's 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 a slippery slope, Scott. Because as you know, if they go and like Reindeer ends up like competing, that's fine because Reindeer and 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 Kenny are are, are very good friends from I every, all reports. All right, and that's one. That's thing. what they call allegedly. No, just kidding. Well, I mean, no, really, seriously. That's and, and both of them have said that. I mean, publicly. Well, what do you? But what now, do, so so let me Fields let me ask you this. In or, what what, or, do, what do you think is going to happen? I'll I'll I'll, okay. I'll I'll okay. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go first. Here here's what I think. I think because of age, and because of past success with the offensive coordinator, I think they bring in Tannehill as the the uh, fallback plan. And 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 Tannehill yeah. has an entire season, uh, or or a couple seat has a bigger track record than than Rudolph. And and he's also older to where things don't work out and they need to draft somebody else. You, you don't have Rudolph hanging around. That's that's that 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 late twenties guy. That's like, well, okay, well, why would we draft somebody when we still got this guy? When Tannehill's a little bit longer in a tooth. What say you? You know what? I, 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 you know, I, I tend to agree with you. Now, uh, for for a lot of the reasons that you said, is that if you take Tomlin at his word and the Rooney's whatever at their word, they want to reboot for this guy because they don't want to give up on him because they spent a higher pick for him, and he, and I, that's one thing. But I agree with you on the point about Tannehill, and the other thing is him being so familiar with Smith's offense, right? And that you know. He's not necessarily going to be anointed like when you come in right. saying, "Oh, it's Arthur Smith and it's Tannehill." Obviously, he's the guy. No, it's going to be like you're going to get. But while Tannehill's on the sideline, and right. hopefully Kenny's still the guy, he's like, "Hey, you know what, Kenny? In the offense that we run, this is this is. Hey, how about check into this because this is what we do in this right. Right. and can like feed him right. some of the Arthur Smith. He could be his uh, second quarterback coach. He could be his second quarterback coach. That's absolutely right. Where he can say, "Hey, you know, on that last read, why don't you check to a to a run because you know you right. got this formation and right. whatever." Because reindeer or whoever else is coming in doesn't have that experience with right. Arthur Smith. Right. So that would make to me, I, I, I you know, I we don't always agree on stuff, 
But I kind of because if it's a Justin Fields, or and I don't think it's going to be Kirk Cousins, it'd be way too much money. Um, if it's somebody like that, now you're talking about another new guy coming in and mm-hmm. also having to learn Smith, right? And he's been a starter, and it's going to be this real competition and really funny, right? right. Tannehill could probably be able to say, "I'm not expecting to necessarily right. take this if." Everything fails and I end up being the starter, fine. Right. But I'm not going to be a dick and and, and, right. and and expect to be the starter. Exactly. So I, I agree with you. I think exactly. Dan Hill is eventually going to be the guy. So uh, a couple other things, and we'll yes, round sir. out the uh, the Steelers se- the the extra large uh, Steelers segment here. Uh, you know, Mason Cole. Hayward. Released- How about Hayward with the uh, with the yeah uh, surgery? Well, no. Do you have surgery? Yeah. Well, I was going to go to the uh, Walter Payton Awards. Yes. To go to the surgery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he had he had surgery, and I'm assuming it's the uh, to fix the, uh, the the you know the parts down there where uh, in the clean up stuff. Yeah, clean up stuff down in the Netherlands. The, in the Netherlands, that because uh, he had those groin injuries. Correct. So he cleaned that up. Uh, that's uh, it's, uh, presumed. Yeah, yeah. And then, the, yeah, as you yeah. as you said, just a a fucking tremendous human. I mean, you know, oh, you unbelievable. Yeah, you couldn't pick a better ambassador no. for this organization than that guy no. right now or the league period yes. i mean he's such yeah. a such a great guy yeah. his kids still go up to oxford i see them sometimes um yeah and, and you know he's nominated so many times and just great on him for all that all the other free agency with the steelers were in this look everything starts in free agency in march so let's not speculate right well, they, uh, well, so let's uh, just you know i, I, I mean, just wanted we'll, a bullet point they they, they did release oh, yeah, sure. mason cole right yep, to, yep. uh was that today or yesterday and then, okay. uh, you know, we'll get into Chuk's this. Chokesakorafor. Uh, yep. Chokesakorafor is gone. Yeah. And so and, is the punter, Percy Harvin. Which wow. I, before we, How before, did I miss? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that wait, happened. That wait, happened wait. a week ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Percy Harvin's gone. and, and That should have been and, a bar dizzle uh, first bullet point. No, just kidding. And <laughs> before before we get out of here, I, I think that it's, it's bad on the Steelers for one thing. You're having this much problem with punters. This I th- And I don't remember his name. I'm just going to make this up. This Matt Ciezo or something like that was a punter in college that's unbelievable that was with, a, I think, the Bills last or something. But he was cleared of all these sexual assault right, charges. Right. Cleared, didn't have to even settle out of court. It never even went uh, from uh, criminal to civil. Right. Completely dropped. And this woman Exonerated is the word. Exonerated is the great word. And she dropped everything. She basically said nothing. And they had an opportunity to do that, and somebody else jumped in and got him. And, and that's what the kind of thing you have to to look at as far as and especially when you had uh, James Harrison, uh, you know, beating his wife uh, before baptism. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's, there's <clears> so plenty of you other know, examples. You, you of, can stand on principle all you want, but uh, we we we've seen this fish before. Uh, yeah, thank and you, then uh, so in, in uh, looking at the time, we'll, we'll get into. I, yeah, I put a bullet yeah, point here, but this, but, yeah. but their biggest needs is is you know we we. Uh, you know, offensive line and, and, and some other stuff. Uh, they're they're thin on receivers still. I, I, my guess is, in brief, Dave. I I think uh, first or second round they got a good receiver. Yeah, yeah, I, I I believe you're right. I mean, I I think that they still may look at the defensive position in the first right. round. We'll see. But you're right. I mean, they do need because uh, yeah, they 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 also released. Uh, they also didn't tender uh, uh, the other the receiver. Penn Yes, the other Penn State, Robinson. Yep. And so they're going to have to upgrade that. But now you're right. I mean, especially with the new OC. Yep. That's definitely going to be on the on the on the on the on the on the list. So yep. So. All right. So, so uh, let's uh, take this. Uh 
back uh, to, to break. Uh, let me, uh, oh, yeah, I need to refill. I get a sidecar after the uh, two six eight or two six. Yeah, I definitely who am gotta I give. I'm definitely I gotta definitely give back my three Floyds and my dancing note. <laughs> my back teeth are having canoe races right now, Scott. I'm just telling you. <laughs> uh, they're they're floating. Hopefully, they got life jackets on, Dave. <laughs> All right, we're back in a little bit, folks. All right, brother. Just missed that uh, fire up there. I wish I would have got that on, uh, on mic. That was a good one. Um, back from the spirited Steeler segment, Dave. Yep. And uh, as as we've talked about, it, it, it looks like there's a there there there's a, a pulse in Oakland there on 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 Cardiac Hill uh, on your way up to the peak. <coughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, go ahead. Pit hoops, uh, they're you know they're 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 officially a bubble team uh, for the NCAA uh, NC two A tournament. Uh, you know uh, they're uh, actually they're now nine and seven with the win tonight against Vatech and eighteen and nine overall. And uh, I remember back in the day, you get eighteen, nineteen, getting close to twenty, you you you're gonna make the the tournament. So uh, you know they're they're officially in the upper half of the ACC and uh it it you know all it, all things are are pointing north I think what do you, what do you say you well yeah and I I agree that they're 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 pointing the right direction cuz they only had you know one loss in the last I don't know, 10 11 games or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, uh but the, conference the, the, games here, here's the challenge though is that I think this is probably a five team takeaway cuz they have these things and I don't even want to try to explain them but they have these quad two and quad four wins and losses. Right. You can look this up, these quad things. It's 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 like it's like the matrix. But um it's basically, you know, quality wins, quality right, right, right. not quality losses versus certain teams. And I, I think that this is a five team takeaway into the tournament. Out of the best. ACC, in other words. Out of the ACC. Yeah. Duke, Carolina. Duke just got thank you. Uh Thank you, Wake Forest. I would have, I would have stormed the court if I'd have been in uh, Winston-Salem. Well, they just beat today. Pitt too before tonight. So yeah, and I, yeah, right, pretty handily. But they got their asses handed to them. But that was a kind of an outlier that hadn't happened much for for Pitt. But um, being a Carolina fan that I am, you know, uh, Duke uh, honk uh, Duke uh, got beat by uh, Wake tonight in North Carolina. Took care of Virginia. Duke, Carolina, Virginia, Wake. I don't see anybody else coming out of that conference unless something really radically changes where Wake falls back, Virginia falls back, and then Pitt really turns it on here in the next couple weeks. They're tied for fifth right now in the ACC after tonight. They are. They they are. But I'm saying a couple of these teams ahead of them have to fall back because I think it's a five-team entry uh, as far as like – the winner, of course, anything can happen in the tournament. Like if they have a big tournament run and get to the semis or something in the tournament – but, the but, ACC but, but they're still they're still very bubbleicious. They're not. I yeah. mean, even what they're doing right now is done. And I'm hoping Listen, they get in. That's a lot. But, that's a lot better than the stale stale trident that they've been in the last five years. No, no, no doubt. They had the right coach. They had the right direction. There's no question. It's just that it's a very tough because this is a very very good conference. And yep. those teams ahead of them, if one of them poops out a little bit, again, if Pitt makes a big run in the in the in the conference tournament, right, in the ACC tournament, then mm-hmm. things could change just like that. No question. I think they so, win. I think they win one or 
if, if, if they finish strong in the regular season and they win one in the ACC tournament, I think I think they get in. But that's just no, me. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's good. I mean, I follow this stuff pretty close. I mean, they're they're going to have to, but just because of all these people ahead of them, right? I mean, because of their 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 quality wins and their quad two and four wins are just so yeah. much up there. That's that, why that Wake Forest yeah. loss was 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 right. It was in, in addition to it being a really bad fucking loss, ninety eight to. Or excuse me, ninety-one to fifty-eight. Uh, yeah, they're I, they're ahead of them. Yeah, because the thing is, that, uh, and I don't want to go into all this and make this too long of a segment, right. but there are so many algorithms and stats that go into these bubble things and these guys that make these selections. Right, they're going to have to, when it's all said and done, be up in the top four after the conference tournament is over to to have a chance to get in because there's so many other, you know, Big Ten, SEC, Big Twelve, all these things. That to finish in the 64, they're going to have to get up a little bit further than they are. So right now, with with one win in the tournament, I don't think it's going to do it. But let's let, let's uh, so let's go, go from directionally correct to directionally. <laughs> I don't know where the yes. hell they are, Dave. Right. I, I I really don't. The the, yeah. the, fl- the flightless birds. So let's uh, let's start off with the good, right? Yeah, let's start uh, off, with and the then good. we'll talk about the bad, and then. Good Eventually, idea. the ugly. Uh, good. Celebrate '68. How 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 awesome was that, Dave? You know what? I I am seldom moved to tears. <laughs> that, 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 that that a lot of things. Uh, I I think I told you a while back. One of the ones where I was bawling almost uncontrollably whenever the Penguins won their first cup in Minnesota. You know, with that big win and uh, having seeing on TV this big sign where somebody had to boldly go where no penguin has ever gone before. Or I Korean. Almost, or Korean, right. Jimmy Pack. Jimmy um, Pack and I don't care. Right. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Pack scored and I don't care. Uh, but no, uh, I remember the feeling of that all bubbling up in me thinking, yeah. God damn, this really happened. Um, but, but 68, I think the biggest thing is, and thank you for, for putting this uh, front because I don't think anybody that's under the age of 40, 45 or 40 understands how prolific this guy is. Other than Mario and Wayne Gretzky, this is a guy with four scoring titles Mm -hmm. with the amount of points that he has. And, you know, we can bring them up, but he's what third all time now. Um, And, you know, two cups right out of the gate. You could argue that we wouldn't maybe even got the second one without him playing the way he did in game one. It's incredible. Or even the first goal. one. Even the, first, even the one. first one. That, even that, the first that game one. against New Jersey, he pulled that out. Was at uh, game five. Right. And that's was documented at nauseum. I hope all you people out there that are fans and, and watched it understand the ramifications of the Penguins not advancing because they were looking at selling this team off. It might be in Kansas City right now. I mean, I mean, it was literally the biggest game, not because of just advancing to another series, but maybe this team not even being in this fucking city anymore, Scott. From you know, from, and, from which season? Because <laughs> that happened a few times. Well, I know, but that one was the second one that happened, and they were right there in bankruptcy still um, going through that thing. And if you 
Oh, oh, oh against, uh, against, got, the, against the Devils against the Devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you and you so, got the extra right. playoff round for the Cash You got the extra playoff round. I was, I was talking about the, the, the Devils game in oh, 90. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a different – yeah, that, no, that, yeah that, wasn't, that wasn't the case then. But this was the, 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 the later one. That was be, uh, before the save. Correct. No, after and, and the save. I'm sorry. After the save, right. So, but, but I guess what I'm trying to say is if you out there that don't know him or don't see, he, he was uh, – and, and still is a guy that looked like he could, he, could, he could go out there on the, on, the, on the power play and probably still get you 10 goals you know, at 52 years old. I'll I tell mean, you this. He'd get more goals than Jeff Carter. Right, or just I mean, you know, that we can we can go into the 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 the, 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 uh, the possibilities of that. But I guess what I'm just trying to say is, for me, it was so long in coming because a lot of it, you know, was just misinterpretations of language things and whatever, and how he perceived after he left and went to the Capitals and, and various other teams um, that. He thought that people didn't like him anymore or, or yeah. whatever, but he he was so, anybody that knows anything about the sport and especially knows about this penguin team, he was just dominant. When, you know, when Mario was out with cancer, back problem stuff, he just took this team on his back. Yeah. And he literally, uh, literally and, 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 you know, he uh, had so many big goals and so many. Well, let's come back to the big, big goals. Stuff. I, I, I want to talk about, uh, you, you brought up the, the the Washington trade, and and he's actually the guy that that went to Craig Patrick. Correct, because because Craig Patrick didn't want to trade. Correct. Him. Expound on that, and 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 told him that listen, you know, there was a couple other guys they needed to sign. Uh, he knew they were damn near out of money, and right. he knew that if he got traded. And, and you got players back in return, which uh, at the time they looked like good players, but that didn't pan out. But they got like, nope. I don't know, $11 million in the deal, too, that allowed yes, them to, did. to sign uh, who was it, Lang? And, and, and yep. Uh, uh, was it Straka? No. Uh, maybe somebody, one of the other right. Czech guys, I think. Yeah. 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 So it, 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 fl- it literally flowed the team. And, and then Lemieux came back uh, two years after that, uh, roughly. I think right, and then yep. Uh, yep. you know that was an injection of uh, fandom and you know putting butts in the seats and 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 keeping the you know the hope alive, if you will. Uh, he 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 made that happen, and to you know to me that's you know that's just like he you know he 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 didn't care. He 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 was thinking about us first. He was the the other thing that he brought up was in in twenty eleven. When it looked like he was going to come back here, but then ended up signing with Philadelphia, he 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 went into that into his speech. It was like, you know, he wanted to go to a place where he could be a, a, a top line or second line, and and he was looking at the lines in Pittsburgh, and he didn't he didn't think he'd make that, and 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 he said it was more of a selfish de- decision to to go do that at at Philadelphia where he can help them on the top lines where he may not have been able to do that here. And he says, he doesn't, you know, it was a great, it was just a great speech. He's just like, he's like, was it the right decision or wrong decision? He's like, I don't know, but it was, I felt it was the right one for me. But he also got an extra year and that's what he was looking for too. He was like, like, like yes, I yeah. want at least, a, I know in his mind and it turned out right. Correct. Even at 43, he scored 17 goals for the Florida Panthers at 43 years old. Yeah. In his mind, 
he knew he, had three he could years. play multiple yeah. more years. Right. Three years. So he was just looking yeah. for a little bit extra of exactly. a commitment for the Penguins year-wise. Sure. Two years. Yeah. With an option for a third, maybe. Yeah. And when they're coming back with one, he's like, wait a minute now. Yeah, look at all I did with you. And I, got and I more know that, that I can tank. play. I got more than that in the tank. Right. And it showed, he was right. He turned out he was right. And I think that was, you know, and I don't blame him for that because he's like, well, they're offering me two and maybe an option for three. If you, I wouldn't never want to go to a team that's like a rival and do that to Mario. But if you can't give me more than one, I, I can't do that. Right. You know, and, and, and I, I don't blame him. I don't either. And, and But I, I think it's great that you point this out because, you know, that whole speech, the whole weekend, him going to practice, you know, the guys putting on the mullets. PTO. The, 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 the whole type of thing. tryout contract. Signed the PTO. And I, Ooh, and I, and I, I told my sister because she was like, well, wait a minute. How can he be up in warm-ups? I said, because he signed a one-day PTO. That's, That's right. why he's out in warm-ups. Otherwise, right. he's not allowed to take the ice. Right. And, 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 and But you know what? The whole thing was just such a long time coming, and I've been a big fan. And, and my niece, who uh, had season tickets with my sister for 20-something years, she's – the reason why she's a Penguin fan is because she loved the guy the way he looked, like a lot of girls did back then. And then she would ask my sister, well, what's this hockey thing? And my sister explained the whole game to her, and she got a poster on the wall. I guess my whole point is that uh, lovable, affable guy aside, he's one of the greatest players to ever lace up a pair of skates, period. I mean, and, top ten for sure. This was I'd, I'd, argue, I'd argue top five. Top ten, yeah. For well, sure. top I'd five, argue whatever. top five. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever way you dice and slice it. But what I'm saying, what he did for the city, though, is top notch oh, well, for that's, sure. That, that's but, a whole and, different. And, yeah, and, and 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 you know the 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 goal, and I I still remember Mario's words when he scored the tying goal against Chicago in Game One of that second cup in 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 '92. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Mario said it's probably the greatest goal I've ever seen. Yeah. And he wasn't kidding. He, he was like kidding. he went through like four or five guys, and and then of course that allowed that shot from Murphy at the point, and, and Mario getting the rebound. And, right. Because if they don't win that game one, Scott, that series changes a little bit. The Penguins won eleven games in a row, but they're like the Blackhawks. So, did, so won. the Blackhawks, yeah, they won the same amount. So they were they had Kurt Fraser, they had a lot of good players that that when they had uh, you know Hasek and, and oh actually and, and actually Belfour. the, the so, Penguins sweeping the Blackhawks got them to eleven in a row. Well, yeah, but I, I get whatever that. Uh, okay, but what I'm saying is that they both won a lot of games in a row up right. to that, and 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 that was such a pivoting swing type of game because you're oh. down a couple goals and and you know late in the couple. game and yeah, I mean, and they were down three early. They were down three nothing, and it wasn't even close. Right, and they were getting manhandled and manhandled. And, and Chicago's uh, whole idea going into that series was to push them around and right. And then to to knock guy and that's what they were doing. They're a big a f- big physical team and, right. and 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 stuff. And they were doing that. So just to, to to not go too far in this, but this thing was a long time coming. And I'm so glad that both parties did it so well. And yes. The Penguins organization, you know, it was is, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. It, it really was. And I guess for people out there that don't know how prolific he was, he was Sid before Sid. Okay, he was. And right. you know, we can argue back and forth about who's greater, all this kind of stuff. And Sid's got, you know, three cuffs. But um you know, th- th- this guy 
help keep us on the map, help keep this team here. And, and he was so prolific. If, if just look at all the teams he went to later and was still successful and, and, and contributed in his top three right. in points. So right. good for you on that. So let's move on to. So that was the good. Let's go to the bad. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> This uh, this Matthew Phillips five foot six uh, waiver claim and 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 now he's on Gino's line and uh, I, like and 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 you scratch uh, you know Pusatin in favor of this guy like I, I don't know what the hell they're doing Dave that just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, this has been a um, a, a year long odyssey into the <clears throat> unknown and sometimes abyss and and. I think we both came to agreement several weeks ago that we thought that this team is probably toast just because of the fact that they cannot they, they cannot put a string of victories together. Right. We're not talking 10, 12, whatever, but it's four or five, you know, four or five, four or five. You know, they, and they have big opportunity before the break, lose games. They come right out of the all-star break and lose two games. Right. You know, having leads <clears throat> most of the time and doing it, you know, having that LA Kings game, which was the, Yager game and having the lead the whole way, having a tying goal, having a, a, a dumb play that the results in a, in, a, in, a, in a game that doesn't even go to to OT, which you could take OT right, if take you the point. get the second point because it's a Western Conference opponent. Or even just take the matter. one point without, you know, the Western Yeah, even take point. the correct. And they didn't even get that. And then you have the Islander situation where they, you know, um, you know, they have the bad the bad play behind the net, passing it to himself by EK sixty five, and they 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 give up two quick goals, and and that Islander team that's tracking really well now with with Patrick Waugh, you know, they 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 give that away, and it's so it's just like one step up and two steps back. Like I talk about the uh, Bruce Springsteen song back in the nineties, <laughs> you know, on his his, his uh, Tunnel of Love album, 80s. and it, uh, yeah, eighties actually, yeah, sorry, eighty eight. And, and um, so I just I, here's here's here I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, a crazy arcane reference. So it's it's like uh, you, know, you know you know you know Ed, Ed Sheeran right yeah the, the, the oh, pop yes. English guy right I don't even think that he could get these penguin pieces and uh, you know and, and make a, make a new Lego set you know, <laughs> like his song like uh, his Lego song, House Lego song. Lego house. I don't think he could even build a new Lego house for these guys because despite having really above average borderline stellar goaltending, uh, this team to consistently try to get bottom six scoring. Now I know they've had injuries, but and you saw what happened when Achari came back here recently, how, how, how important he is to this team, but, but they can sit, they can't, they well, can't, put uh, together a win streak. Let, let, to be let's able go to, get let, back, let's go back to, you know, the, the text that you sent me. And, and I was like, I was about to, to, to send you the same thing. It was during the Montreal game. It's, it, it, it's amazing what happens when you forecheck, back check, paycheck, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it just, and, and, and that's hockey in, in a nutshell, like regardless of any level is, you know, I, I just and, and I sent my uh, varsity head coach uh, and, and staff a, a note earlier today. It was like, don't don't be disappointed in the results you get when you didn't put the work in. Right. And I think the one text I sent you, which is 
you know, we, you uh, 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 probably were dark at that point, but I said that, you know, when you just play on your toes all night and right. you get some net front presence, and even if you're an older team or whatever, if you just if you just get people in front, you get shots through. Because you know how it is, Scott. Right. I mean, guys block shots so much now. You have to change your shooting angles. You have to just – you get things through and you get a deflection. Yeah. Like Jake Don't let the goalie get, see it. Just – yeah, and take away his eyes because these guys are so good now. You, yes. Uh, and guys block so many shots now. And I think the Penguins are – I think I told you a while back – are one of the top two or three worst teams in the league about getting blocked shots. So yeah. if that's the case – especially on the power play, Scott, and we'll talk about this in a second because this is killing me, is just get shots through and you create havoc, you create chaos in front of the goalie. Th- these guys are too good now that if you just pass left, pass right, get a shot, th- if they can see it, they're probably stopping it. Yeah, and, and, and you got to make the pass through the house, as they say. Get- pass through the house, right, and uh, – and, and, and and I, I think I what I wanted to say before I forget it, and then you can go ahead riff off or go in a different direction. Is I, I this was several weeks ago when I sent you this. At one point, the Penguins, um, you know, had fourteen or fifteen. I think it was fifteen one goal losses. Okay, right. And in those games, their power play was four for fifty eight. Four for fifty. Now, if you think about this. And, and, you know, uh, Army, uh, Kobe Armstrong and uh, all the guys that do Penguin stuff, and they all said, you know, uh, Jay Caulfield, if their power play, Scott, was just mediocre, they would already be in a spot. Oh. Because if you just get one more power play goal a game, then they're, you know, they're, they're, they're in the mix. Or, or even a half. Yeah. Based right. on averages, right? Like yeah, obviously like you can't score a half a goal, but to to the point, like if 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 you scored half of the goals that you didn't it well, yeah. So here's what I would say. And and and, and you're absolutely right. And 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 they just overthink it and they're and if they were playing with wooden sticks, they would squeeze them in the sawdust, Dave. They just overpass. Yeah. Yep. And and the thing with the Phillips is is a little bit you know, concerning for me when I was was diving into it. You know, uh, I've got some some metrics here that I want to dive into you sure, in, in brief. You know, with Phillips on the ice for five minutes, five minutes and three seconds to be precise. You know, shot attempts fifteen to one for Montreal. And in advanced statistics, that's pretty much where it gets to in hockey. Uh, I'm sorry, shots four, shot attempts, shots for Montreal ten to one, shot attempts fifteen to one. Uh, that means there was five blocked. Uh, with Pusatin in the lineup in, in three minutes and 40 seconds of ice time, shot a, shots 6-0 for Pittsburgh on the attempts 11-1 to for Pittsburgh wow. in my best yeah. Toronto accent. Uh, yeah. So, like, what, why is this 5'6", 150-pound nothing getting on the ice instead of Pusatin, and who the fuck claimed them off of waivers? Yeah, and I, I mean, look, they had the weird Colin White thing that happened where he was with, uh, you know, he was with, on the Penguins team. <laughs> that was rooms. one of the craziest things. That's not, that's not the first time that's rooms. ever happened, but yeah. Yeah, and, and, and look, and I, I know they're doing a lot of, like, throwing stuff at the wall in the bottom six type of thing, uh, and there's a lot of that, and there's people going up, people going down, yeah, the latest trade with uh, the the blue jacket. 
you right, who I have no idea who the guy is. But 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 look, all roads to me, and I, I hate to keep harping on this, but all roads back to the power goes back to the power play. Lead Absolutely. Back to the power, because I sent 100%. you this. I sent you this text. You were probably you know working and, and couldn't respond at that point. But you know, stats and that was this thing was in the paper. So the Islanders' success rate on the penalty kill entering Tuesday, which is Terrible. the game that they played last Tuesday, they were they were thirty seconds last in the NHL. Last thirty seconds in the NHL, putting them on pace for one of the ten worst seasons in league history ever. Okay. The Penguins that night went over three with a uh, with a with man advantage, and they gave up a short end goal. And, against and, a team and and, and they, they probably didn't have bad. any shots either right well they had one that was blocked and they went the other way and matt barzell came down and got a breakaway and scored no, that's like it does a you know does a tree in the forest make a sound when it falls well i i, I guess that's what what i'm trying to say is here they're just pathetic on the power probably ad nauseum is this this is probably the biggest blurb here that i've ever seen this islander team on pace for one of the worst PKs in history, and the Penguins went over three and gave up a fucking shorthanded goal. Right, where where, so, where where anybody that was average would have been two for three. Like, yeah, or even right, and so I guess my point, why I say all roads lead back to the the power plays because you're looking at several Hall of Famers that are on this power play, and they've tried flip flopping with Tang Playoffs. and Carlson. On the number one unit, they've tried, you know, they put Carter on the second unit, they had even DSC, wow. Pustin in. They've tried several, they've tried several iterations, but there's this team, if you were to tell me at the beginning of the year that this team would be second to last or almost worst in a power play, I'd say you're out of your mind. They could at least be at, middle of the road. At least be middle of the pack. And middle of the pack is gets them probably either in a playoff position right now or right next to it right? easily. Right. I, he, you can't he, go he, 0 for 5 with this fucking power and, play. And, and I don't mean to crucify him because he's he's an all-time penguin. But but to me, the biggest culprit is is Gino. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's he's up there. Yeah, he's definitely up there, no doubt. Biggest culprit. And, yeah, I, and, I, don't, you know, I don't care if you've got Carlson or if you've got Latang back there. Uh I don't care if you got Paul Coffey back there or Larry Murphy back there. G- Gino has has been a turnover machine, a penalty machine, uh, and he he's he, started out hot as hell first. He, he 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 did, but he's got to pivot from Gino to what Brian Trottier did when he came here from the Islanders and was uh you know a piece versus a main component. That's that's where I think Gino is at this point, and until something else changes, he's got to, he's just got to play north and south. He, he he can't play this, you know, drop pass or or or, or if, you know, for lack of a better term, fancy shit. He's he's just got to make the simple play in, until he can figure it out, or maybe that's where he is. I I don't know. I don't know, Dave. He just he's just not good, and and you can you compare that to where Sid is. And Sid's got what 31, 32 goals at thirty six. Gino, I know he's a year older, but he he he's just not there. He just looks bad. Well, yeah, and you know what? And, and, and look, I I I I know that you talked about when you went to the game in person and saw how tremendous of a player. But you know what? He's been a, a big disappointment. I mean, if you look at the whole body of work, you're talking about a hundred and 
point guy and a Norris Trophy winner yeah. last year with a bad San Jose team. And this guy has got 41 points, only seven goals, uh, 34 assists, 41 points. Yeah, he I, had 100 I, last year. Yeah, but I, I think that gets tied back to the, the power outage on the power play. Well, it might be, but he's part of that. Well, if well, you're talking he, about a hundred point season. That's the 41 points with only 20 some games to go. No, that's I, a big I, I, dramatic drop off. It, it, it is, and I, <laughs> I, I think that's uh, okay. Well, we got Latang, we got you know Carlson versus you know he's on a different team when there's no Latang. It's like there's there's no question. But I, I agree with you. He's underperformed in, in some. And ways. there's been some turnovers and some things that when he tried to pass it to himself the other game and yep. it, they end up jamming it in front of the net. Those kind of plays can't happen. Right. I mean, I, that's that. That's just a play that can't happen. So, I mean, I'm not. I'm not putting obviously putting this so, all on him, but so you're, you're expecting a lot. Yeah. From him. So, so uh, the first thing I want to I want to talk about is uh, uh. So it's it's uh, and I, I didn't move it up in, in into the uh, the notes section, but uh, Sidney Crosby has tied Joe Sackick as the second longest serving captain with one franchise in NHL history with 17 seasons as captain. Captain, excuse me. He now only trails Stevie Y as the captain of the Red Wings with 19 years, Dave. So I think that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that uh, absolutely is. But I want to go to you as we close out this segment because it's betting odds, and, and, and you're my guy on that. Uh, the betting odds for the playoffs, uh, no versus yes. Hopefully you can see that in, in the notes there. Uh it, it looks like uh, looks like a minus two twenty five no, and a, a minus one hundred uh, on the yes. As I'm looking at it there, that's from I forget which service I pulled that from. Maybe maybe you can uh, effort that in real time in your little uh, little uh, betting app there. Well, but, I but mean, here, here's what I would say: right, is right, continue. I, I right. think uh, I think it's less than twenty five percent chance that they make the playoffs. Is my personal? Oh, hundred, yeah, no, no doubt about it, and probably. If you go to betting odds, if you're betting the money line, uh, that's what I pulled that from. The, 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 yeah, the the money line would be a, for the Penguins to actually make it would be a plus, and it would be something to me like a plus two twenty five. I'm, I'm sorry, there, yeah, so, that that is a plus one ninety. Yeah, it's a plus, yeah, and and, and I, I, I I and that that plus one ninety equates to something like probably about twenty five percent or or thirty. Right. So and I I, I, I look. I said this a while back, and it, it wasn't like I was just, or you and I were just idly ripping this team. And like the one, the one, the first time you ever sent me the thing that said, "Burn it like a WVU couch," I almost peed my pants. <laughs> but 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 you know, but and I'll, I'll get to that back in, in a second. But but I, I think it's a, I think it's a long stretch, and I'll tell you why is because teams that I thought maybe would fall back that are on the come but would fall back. Flyers, Detroit, Detroit, they are not falling back. No, they're not. And, and, you know, they're uh, surging. In fact, they're surging. In fact, now the the, the lightning are kind of pooping on themselves here lately and they've been having some problems. But the Penguins are still now they're not playing again until tomorrow. But they're they're still they're you know, they're because of the other games that have happened. The second wild card team is a lightning with 67 points. You know, the Penguins have 58. So they're what was that nine <laughs> points, right? Wow. So, I mean, they, they, it's, it, again, they can't, they haven't been able to make any kind of run. Right. And the reason why is because they can't peel off four, five, six in a row like they did. That's exactly. They're, right. 
they're they're they've had and i can't remember this right now so i i'm just gonna try to conjure it up but the jay when he was telestrating good times come on uh telestrate good never mind uh but anyway he said something like with the exception of a couple five game wins like their longest streak was like three right a couple times they had like a five win three uh, lose two win two lose three and that's that's not gonna get her done no as, no. as the cable guy said, yeah, get her oh, done. Billy. It's not going to get her done. Um, and, and, and with these teams that are not falling back, now the Caps have and you know, the Devils have. So the, the, the good news is the team's ahead of them, and they still have three games in hand on, like, the Islanders, the Devils. You know, they have actually five games in hand on the Lightning, which is insane. So that's fine. But whenever you have those games in hand, you have to take advantage. So the Capitals, they're only like actually like, you know, three points behind the Caps who are third in the wild card. But yeah. you have to peel off to be able to, to, to actually do something here. And that's I think I want to get to your thing to wrap this up is what does Doobie do do? It's a that's a tough fucking job this guy has because his finger, if this was like the silo and you're going to launch the missiles, <laughs> his finger is like right here going, God damn it. I know I want to try to hang in there till the deadline. Right. Especially with the Jake thing now, which yeah. is if he's, if he's entertaining offers. That's the injury of a millennia. Oh, fuck. I mean, if, 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 if anything worse could possibly happen, it couldn't happen. The, the latest yeah, I so. saw is is like they. To, to me, is I, I would rather sign Jake and and, and trade Gino and Latang for parts. Well, Doobie Doo just had a press conference. I don't know if he said he said this core four are not going anywhere. He said when he well, he's talking about go. Carlson, Latang, Gino, Sid. They're not because he felt like he could usher in the next group of people and what his get back would be with Gino. And you know, he could, he could trade his next Nylander for uh, a, a Bemtron or whatever the fuck his name is. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But I guess that what works. he's trying to say is that, yeah, he, he, Jake is definitely not off the table because he's going to bring the most get back and the, 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 his well, still, they got to sign him. Well, true. But I mean, uh, the other thing that's been bantied about recently is trading him as a rental and then try to resign him in the summer. That's 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 the other thing is that, you know, when he gets healthy and whatever they'll okay entertain offers for somebody right. to pick him up as a rental. I saw it. I saw it today. They're 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 planning to sign him now. But well, that may be. I'd rather get a piece and then sign him. To your point, but for for sure, like yeah, you're I mean, not making a playoff. Send him somewhere else and let him come back. And, and, and get something in return. But look, let's let's wrap this yeah. up. I mean, we, we had the big celebrate sixty eight, so yep. we, we ran a little bit long. It's it's been a while since we've been in this kitchen here, uh cooking yep. and yep. uh uh we're we're not burning shit, but they are for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. But yeah, there's limited movement contracts too that have to well, be dealt with too. Right, so. but th those, you know, you you need to figure that out. And and oh, sure. Look, uh, you know, uh, spring is eternal, Dave, and uh, that's, that's where we're headed next. Buccaneers are are yeah, our fighting Buccaneers. Do you want to just segue right into that? Or no, I need to get a refill. Break? My my oh, yeah, uh, my sidecar is empty. 
and uh, I need to get that filled and probably another flight. Oh, there we go. Coming back hot, Dave. Coming back hot. Uh, so let's get into bucks and baseball. Um, sure. We got the uh, the Grapefruit League, uh, as, as you pointed out, and, and lovely Tessa pointed out, and a couple things here. So uh, since we've been together, we have had the uh, Yasmani Grandal signing. Um, a couple other things. They've, they've uh, signed veteran lefty uh, Marco Gonzalez, outfielder and Ward Olivares via trade. Signing, by the way. What's that? Yep. I think it's going to be a good signing, by yeah. the way. Keep, keep going. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, Gonzalez has a history of being an innings eater, which, uh, you know, that's what we were looking for from Rich Hill if he would come back. But uh, it, we'll, 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 we don't care what it's called as long as it's an innings eater from that staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and now uh, playing in a much, uh, you know, hitter, uh, not friendly park like he was. Um right. So, yep. uh, and then the other big thing is the uh, Mitch Keller signing, Dave. How about that? Couldn't be more thrilled after signing a five-year 77. <laughs> of course, I wouldn't either. Million-dollar contract. Uh, which the Pirates announced formally on Friday. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, uh, I think that uh, the last thing you just said is, is of paramount importance because, you know, you're talking about, he, you know, was it 14 and 10 or something like that last year and had that really good early start, had the right. hiccup in the middle and then, and then came on and, and recalibrated and, and finished strong. That's what you want to do. Yeah. And then, you know, AAV of 15.4 million. That's not going to make you forget, you know, uh, some of the, some of the Justin Verlander, some of the crazy deals that they right. get, right. but you know, for this market and, you know, for, the biggest thing is you want to lock up a guy like that, right? And they right. hadn't done Got to. some stuff like that. And, 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 and you know, and, and look, the one of the things I want to say right out of the gate is Mr. Nutting, you know, it's low-hanging fruit to just keep swinging it at his pinata all the time. But at least at least he did this and he, and, and he was on board for some of these moves to getting a couple starting pitchers and, mm-hmm. right. and and for other things he's done and added to the payroll. And then we, we talked about it needs to be more, but you know, when it comes to him and I'd like to bash him too, but I, I go back to, I go, I go back to a uh, uh, Margaret Thatcher quote, but <laughs> the British former British prime minister who said to her detractors, they said, you know, if, she said, this is a kind of a quote. If I walked on water, they would say, "Just you only do that because you don't know how to swim." So I mean, so, <laughs> Fantastic. so you know, so you know, I, I I get you know where people come and they just want to immediately, as soon as his name comes off their tongue, they want to completely rip him. But you know what? This right. is something that needed to be done because it sends a ripple effect, Scott. And I'll let you yeah. comment here in a second up to the other members of that team going, "Yeah, that's what you needed to do," right? Because this guy showed that. He's a guy at the top end of our rotation. It starts with there. Mm-hmm. You have already a formidable bullpen, but we need if they would let this guy walk or do some kind of crazy, stupid deal where they don't get a lot back, right. like some of the other people they did. 
it would be a bad ripple. So at least they did that. So right. I would say you. No, I, I agree. And it, it's, it, to me, it was table stakes that they had to get this deal done. They had to go yes. get uh, Gonzalez. I still think they're one starter, excuse me, one starter shy, yep. veteran starter shy of, of the yep. starting rotation. The, the bullpen is is formidable. phenomenal. Formidable is, is, is your word. I, those are both excellent words i think that um but to get you, you got to get to the bullpen so i think i i think yep. they need one more starter I, I i don't know if they can get that via trade or late signing i i don't know who is is available for that um you and i've, I've seen some other targets sign elsewhere that we were kind of like oh that, that would have been pretty pretty good signing for here but sure look we'll see um you know, to me, it's 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 all about, you know, getting those those guys in place. Um, short that look, they've shortened games with the bullpen signings with uh, Chapman sure. and, and the, yep. the guys that were existing with uh, uh, Bednar and, and Holderman and mm -hmm. and, and, and mm -hmm. the others. Yep. And and you know the the key thing is with with the tall stop coming back as you call him is that, that that's a big one and and big. he he's he's got to come in hot. Yep. Um. And then you know the the other thing I saw is uh, uh, Rowdy Talese is uh, looking looking a little uh, look looking like he's uh, skipped a few meals. Yeah, so yeah, that, that, felt. That, felt. His felt yeah. is right. That's the word I'm looking for, and, and and so that's good. And and hopefully he's still got the power with his feltness, Dave. Um, yeah. I, I just think I, I think they're just like one or two pieces. I I, I hope there aren't any things that that don't work out for them or any injuries early on that really cramped that yeah. last version of this team last year yeah. Yeah. and, and get to the point where they, they get to the trade deadline and they can add instead of subtract. I, I, I would still like to see that payroll higher. Sure. Um, but you know, based on, on every, everything else, I, 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 Really can't complain. I, I would like to see some other things. I think they could have added some other things. But, you know, the, it, it, at the same time, you know, some of these other guys that are here have to perform. What say you? Yeah, and I, I want to get back to the pitching a little bit because there, there's, there's, there's a plethora of guys that I think could fit. You know, you have JT Brewbreaker in a, in a reboot. You know, you, you, you have Bailey Falter who can come in and is a lefty and he – he, he, he finished strong. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he brings you that left-handed preference, uh, um, uh, insert, you know, uh, Ronzi, who's still coming back. We'll see if he's, still uh, by the way, his velocity is back up. Yeah. So if he comes back and becomes any type of iteration of himself, which we all expected Quinn Priester. So there are guys on the current 40 man roster who I think, and I think that's maybe why you haven't seen the fifth, Deal, man. I'm sure they probably made a play at with the Marlins. I'm sure that uh, GM um, BC has has fielded calls, especially from Seattle and 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 uh, the Marlins, who have guys that are they have a, they have a, a lot of arm talent. Both those teams, but there are guys that are currently on the 40 man roster who I think can can fit into those slots, and I'm, it's going to be interesting to see when I'm down there. And, and see what kind of things go on down there. But there's, there's, there's a lot of different guys, Carmen Muslinski. There's a, there's a bunch of guys. So we'll see. I mean, um, Ortiz is another guy. So Luis Ortiz. So 
I think that they're going to be able to solve that fifth spot at, at some point. But 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 I like uh, what you're saying is that the bullpen, especially with adding Chapman, you know, if he's a you know sixth inning guy, seventh inning guy, whatever. If now we're looking at if you can get five plus good starts from your starters, that now you're looking at passing it off to a bullpen with you know, Moretta and, and with, with Chapman and with, uh, uh, Holderman and, and and some other people that, that can really, and from a position standpoint, Nick Gonzalez, another guy that's coming back and looking like he's really making a, a play to, uh, to challenge the, the second base, you know, spot as well, you know, with a couple people in that mix, obviously as well, Jared Triolo, who can, play all over the diamond he's got such a special bat i think and and so there's alika williams in there i i think that at least they have even losing we'll go to the catcher spot in a second but even losing you know andy for the year at at the catcher spot i would have liked the pirates to have maybe made a play for gary sanchez who's with the yankees he's got big pop in his bat right he's younger and, and you know he and he's younger than um, then the guy they they just signed as the as as the as the catcher. Uh, what's Randall. his name again? Yeah, yeah, Yasmani. Uh, because the last couple few years or so he's been trending down, but you know it's not the worst pickup, no question about it. But I want to throw something at you: is that um, I think this is a opportunity uh, for Mister One One Henry Davis to. Oh. To take the rain, he's apparently you know he's lost. Well, some he, sh- weight. He, he should. And, he's- and, and and the thing that I would say is is Go like the, the, the pirates have completely f- flubbed a one-one pick, and like like signing Grandal. Okay, maybe that's your 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 backup strategy, but it it, it certainly doesn't look like that. And and they just didn't get they like. At some point last year, especially when it was just you know beyond the point where they could contend for the playoffs, just put them behind the fucking plate. Yeah, just right. Just just get them behind the there. dish, Dave. Yes, absolutely. Uh, no, get them comfortable back there at, at, at the major league yes. level. Yes, and he started there today, and we'll see how that goes. But it, you're right because I would rather see, and you know, I know I know that they made the move for the guy that they just got, Grendel, and. But you know, you have basically a three-headed monster now with Davis, hopefully taking the reins, like you said, and you have Jason uh, Raspberry Delay, the kind you find in a second-hand store. Uh, you know, you have him, Grandal Davis. But this is the time now where we're not at a point where we're doing a situation with uh, the Pittsburgh kid that that started out as catcher and Neil Walker. Neil Walker ended up being an infielder. We're not ready to just chuck this guy to the weeds and have him be an outfielder. He does have an arm, but he he, he needs to like this is the guy's position. So let's. I want to see a lot of him. Yeah, you don't make a one-one a, a designated hitter. No, no, I, I, or like a part-time right fielder. So I I I I think that I, I agree with your point. Is throw him into that position. He's obviously done all the offseason work. Let let him whatever his semi-defensive deficiencies, whatever are, 
let them work through this. And, uh, you know, it's like the money ball scenario where are we better? Are we, are we, are we, are we better with, uh, Hattie at first or Pena? And, you know, the existing GM says it's close, but all the metrics say Hattie. So I'm just saying to your point, Put Henry Davis in that spot and let him take a lot of innings in spring training. See what you have there. Because yeah. I would rather have him take control of that position. You know, he's got an opportunity with Andy out of the picture. Or not. To, 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 right. Right. But he's got a situation where he's not competing with Andy this year. Right. Right. So and he I, can and take. Right. I, I agree 100%. Or or, or we, we, we figure it out because, look, I, I even if somehow by the grace of god they 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 make a wild card i i don't think that they will but like to to me the biggest thing about 2024 is figure out where henry davis throw needs to be and if it's in right yes. field or designated hitter you got to figure that out this year yes and, and then adjust accordingly afterwards and draft and and make signings accordingly dave what say you yeah, he's a one-one for F's sake. Right. So the thing is, he he's got to be a part of this team going in the future. Like I mentioned a couple of years ago when we started this podcast, the twenty twenty-five Major League Baseball champion, World Series champion, Pittsburgh Pirates. A lot of it had was predicated on exactly what you're saying. These guys need to be designated to these spots at some point. Because, you know, if you're one wanting these people, they, they have to be, and they, like you pointed out, they've had failings at one ones before. Brian Bullington, some other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, 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 they have to see what they have in this guy and maybe halfway through the season or less that they realize that maybe that's not it and Andy coming back is it. But they have to, they have to have some discovery on this guy, Scott. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, I think that's that's key, but I think they have a lot more arms than we're given credit, and, and even Burroughs coming back at some point, maybe uh, not Dave know, Burroughs. No, wait a minute, that's hockey. Mike that Burroughs, yeah, like maybe Mayish or something like yeah. that off of Tommy John. So they have a lot of different options, and we we talked already about you know Oviedo's obviously going to be out, but but you know the the guys that they picked up in trade, uh, I think is big, but a couple key places the tall stop O'Neill, Henry Davis, a catcher Triolo, where he lands in oh, second or second whatever. Base. He, he yeah. gives you a lot of options because his bat plays second, they third, have, first. Yep. Yeah. He, they, they, I mean, Palacios, he's a good bench guy. He can come in and play right field. Right. And then maybe he, maybe he takes more right field minutes because Davis is catching now. And I'm okay with that. So they, they have, from a position player standpoint and even the fifth starter standpoint, they, they have a lot of places to go. I, I, I'm just, what I think I'd like to see, and I'll throw this back to you is with GMBC and then Shelty, you know, I think that they need to by midway through spring training, they, they need to start rounding out what their roster really, really looks like uh, with, with these guys and, and, and let them play their positions, right? 
you know, Scott, and 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 I think that because you can't be coming down to the last couple of days now, I'm going to be full disclosure for everybody out there that listens. I'm going to be going to the opening series when the Pirates play the Marlins in the weekend of the 25th, 6th, 7th. Not going to go to opening day because it's a, a probably not, but I'm going to be oh, going to the oh, opening series like like uh, regular season, regular season series. Yeah. So I'm going down March 19th. Oh, okay. That makes April more sense. 2nd, yeah, yeah, yeah. Through through April second. So, so, first... so you shifted your your trip. Normally, you're down there, man, on the scene for spring training. That's correct. And I am still going to go. <clears throat> I am going to go to a spring training game. I think maybe the Saturday, the twenty third <sighs> against Boston in Bradenton. Sunday, I think I'm going to go with some friends that are Rays fans to a Rays game in Lakeland. But the following week, um, I'm going to be going with my buddy Keith, who has a motorhome. We're going down there um, for the opening MLB regular season mm. against the Marlins. The fish. In, in, against the fish in their home park. And we're going to go to at least two games. Uh, the Friday, Saturday game. So it's going to be interesting because it's going to be actually a regular season game. So I just think, uh, and I'll throw it back to you, Scott, is I think they have, they have enough pretty good bodies and – what I like about this, and I'll, I'll let you comment, is that pitching-wise depth, infield positions depth, tall stock coming back fine. Um, Davis, you have the outfield, and you have cutches at the age, and possibly you know every day. I think they finally have a point where if somebody goes down or if a couple guys get injured, they at least now have they have other quality people that can keep this team going and afloat and I'll let you comment. Well, I think we'll see. I mean, I, 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 I definitely, mean, it's obviously we'll see. Yeah. I would like to see more additions either now and or later for sure. Yeah. Uh, depending yeah. on, on, on results for, um, for sure. But, um, you know, look, uh, in, in a non cap league, uh, you know, they're 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 definitely. Here, here's what I would say. I I am bullish on on the recent moves over the last thirty days. Okay. Um, I still think they're spending under what they should be spending, based Agreed. on market size and revenue. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're businessmen. So let's 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 see what happens. They have a a. a very good collection of talent is what I would say, and it, it it's baseball. And at the end of the day, it's it's always going to come back to pitching in the major leagues. Yeah, yep. Um, I I don't care if we score six runs if you don't have the pitching, we're going to lose eight to six. Yeah, well, I would say this about some of the free agents and people that have come here is, and I've heard this, and this is sometimes it's players speak. I get it, but a lot of these guys that came here. All of them said the same thing in varying forms. I wouldn't have come here like Chapman said. He had offers from different people. And, you know, same thing with some other guys like Telez and some other guys that have, that have come here. They all have said pretty much the same thing, which, look, I wouldn't have come here if I didn't think this team was headed in the right direction. I just I feel like that there's a tremendous pool of talent here. Uh, my agent saw it. I saw it. That's why I decided to come. He even brought you know Kane and Smith and Jigma back. But what I'm saying is that 
a lot of these guys that signed from a pitcher standpoint, from a position player standpoint, they all kind of repeat the same mantra is that we see something really happening here. Otherwise, right. that is right. just one somewhere else. Right. And I, I think that's what gives me a little bit of hope thinking that these guys could have easily went somewhere else for maybe a couple dimes more. Right. But they saw a, a, an opportunity for this team that maybe, and especially with this division, I think is extremely up for grabs. I think we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. This isn't like yeah, the, 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 the Cubs and the Brewers. They they didn't they didn't do a lot of stuff in the no. Cardinals either. Uh, no. They uh, they, no. they actually I was reading an article earlier today. They they uh, arguably went backwards as well. So let's do this. Uh, yeah, let's you you, you want to move into the next segment, or do you need to refill anything? Or no, I don't need anything. You want to just move into like yeah. a quick birthday thing? Whatever. It's a not quick very birthday long. thing, and then let's romp it on we'll, out. Then here. we'll romp it on out. Yeah. So I'll, let me go into. Uh, to where I was at with that. Uh, they say it's your birthday. They say it's your birthday. Uh, do we have that out there? Did you, oh, did we put that out there or uh, not? Um, I don't know if we did or not. Mm-mm. I'm trying, trying to think if I can. Because it was in the notes. I didn't get it. Oh, you didn't get it? No. So well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a quick break? Okay. And then I'll just go and I'll, I'll conjure it up, and then you we'll, can uh, conjure it all up, Dave. All right, let's. Uh, uh, okay. Take a uh, quick uh, pause for the cause. And uh, the the smash, smashing Pekins AI will take us out and into birthdays and events. Okay, man. Bring us home with the events and birthdays. Okay, yeah. So no events because I mentioned to you, I think right. probably offline that so many crazy and online bad stuff on, online too going on in the world that it wasn't anything today that was eventful. So uh, a couple quick birthdays. Now, this guy, you probably don't know. You're not a country music fan, I'm guessing. Mm, my bride uh, is. I, Okay. okay, well, I was back in the 90s myself. Uh, my one friend who I talked about, uh, Richard Harrison, who we talked about his uncle who said uh, his size was uh, somewhere between 4XL and, oh, my God, it's moving towards us. <laughs> uh, you remember that show? But anyway, so this guy, Sammy Kershaw. So this guy was the big 90s country guy, and he's the big Swiss on seas. <clears throat> Today, Scott, 66, uh, the big ace for... Or Sammy Kershaw. And this guy, he had a, he had a nice, nice number of, and a nice run of hits in the 90s. And I'm not going to go into a lyric filled tribute like I sometimes do with our peeps uh, out there that we do. But uh, a lot of people that listen to us probably don't remember him, or if they're not country people, they don't. But he was a pretty solid country chart bumpkin uh, back in the day, Scott. So, and happy birthday. So, you know, he had a couple tunes, and I just wanted to like lyrically like do a couple things. He had this one. Do it song called Cadillac uh, style, but mm. one of the lyrics was, well, I ain't Burt Reynolds and I ain't Tom Selleck. I got bills up the pike and my car's an old relic. <laughs> I got Chevrolet pay, but I've got a big smile because my little baby loves me Cadillac style. Nice. And it's a good tune, but, but the, one of the, my favorites was this song he had called Queen of My Double Wide Trailer. So uh. 
uh, made her the queen of my double watch other. So here's her thing. Here's the, the lyric uh, interjection I want to give. Well, mm. I met her out at Murphy's restaurant. She said she was fresh from the farm. <laughs> I remember thinking for a country girl that she went pretty well armed. Uh, we sat there talking by the lobster tank. Oof. Perfect for a like, country place. I ordered her a slow gin fizz. <laughs> so and 90s. When them, and, right, so 90s. And when them chicken fried steaks arrived, she said, I like living like this. <laughs> and, and, and so the, so the, the hook or, or the, the, the first chorus line is, so I made her the queen of my double wide trailer with the polyester curtains and the redwood deck. <laughs> That's perfect. perfect. <laughs> you can see those the polyester curtains and the red oh, so, they were probably green too yeah so a couple other uh, notables to throw in baseball hall of famer and Orioles legend Eddie eat drink and be Murray is the great Chris Berman coined mm -hmm. him back in the mm -hmm. ESPN heyday uh, is like 64 I believe so an uh, American singer and songwriter finally George Lawrence Thurgood Mm -hmm. The rock rhythm and blues powerhouse. Powerhouse. That he's turned seventy-four today, Scott. He started out at uh, a young age as a session musician and kicked around in a band with his high school mates in uh, Delaware. Oh. There, which he eventually, with that 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 group, eventually mm -hmm. became the Delaware Destroyers. Exactly. So George and the DDs uh, kicked around doing various Double gigs. Mm -hmm. Double D's, right? <laughs> know them well. Uh, and uh, then his uh, remake of the. Oh, oh diddly classic. Who do you love? Fantastic. And he started moving on and up and moving on over oh, uh, to the big time. That's uh, a good song. He, you know, did does. Uh, yeah. Great song. And doing uh, SNL and famously, he did a 50 states in 50 days tour back in 1981, which funnily enough, which actually was 51 and 50 because his band performed in DC mm. on one day and then actually performed a show that later that night in, in Maryland, so it was oh. actually 51 shows in 50 days. So, That's 5150 uh, for you Van Halen 50, fans. 5150 for your VH fans. Exactly right. Good call out there. So, uh, GTO chap, uh, I hope you have a, uh, a, a big, uh, you know, deal there. Uh, have fun in there on D Ware or wherever you're, you are tonight. Uh, I'm sure you'll kick off the festivities with one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. Mm -hmm. uh, just a wild guess, Scott. Uh, uh, by, by, by the way, Bardizzle fans, I, I, I swapped out the scotch for probably a, a separate beer. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and by, by, by the way there, uh, George, I hope you don't drink alone. I mean, I know <laughs> when you drink alone, you deserve to be by yourself, but you mm -hmm. know, come on, find a few friends. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of candles left, and before too long, you'll be long gone. So... Uh, <laughs> So live a little with some of your peeps. Uh, so have a uh, you know have a great time tonight, GT. I know you haven't toured much lately and aren't really in the public eye much anymore. But hey, for me, you're still a still steady rolling man, and more importantly, bad to the bone. Absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, that was just a couple because right. there wasn't too many A or even B minus listers to. To go over, so that's all my uh, we got one more. We got one more, Greg. Uh, Greg K. No, this was that. That was one from before. Oh, oh, that that was one from our last. Uh, oh, that that's stuck in your just, document and got copied in. Yeah, just it just got uh, uh, Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. 
No, it just got left. That other one just got left in there. There was only two tonight for the uh, right, for the BD right, birthday scenario. Right. So we're we're romping away. We're, we're, what were we talking about? We were going to romp on. You pointed out something we should romp on. I can't. Oh uh, shit! That's what happens when you drinking drinking podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's well, like, uh, here, here, here's a funny story. So I, I I've got to go to Big D this week for a big sales uh, hmm. kickoff conference, and I. I've got some some extra work that I was doing. I'm like, I told my uh, beautiful bride, I'm like, hey, do you mind driving up to Meadville? So she was driving up. And just these, and, and you know, she set her cruise at 78, which is fantastic for, you know, <laughs> a, a driving bride. Um, right, sure. And and then just these guys coming up on our tail end and, and trying to get around us in, in the passing lane. And we, we should just call this r- rompage and bad driving. Okay. Right, because half the time we, probably more than half the time we talk about bad driving skills, Dave. Sure. Um, and, and just these people that that need to get around her to to get, and and she's got the laser cruise control on, so she can't go any faster than the person in the left lane that's in front of her. Right. So, what is she supposed to do? Jam up yeah. in that person? She's not going to do right. that. I would and do that, get- but she's not going to do that. Sure. Have to move over the right. I mean, and it wasn't much, much traffic on a Saturday afternoon on I seventy nine headed to right. beautiful Meadville. Yeah, well, yeah, and then you have trucks, and it's like a scenario with them and trying to navigate what they're, you know, if they're half asleep because they've been working oh, too long. Oh, oh, it scares so, the shit out. So of me. I'm I'm working on the you know iPad and, and and laptop, and I look up and I see this eighteen wheeler that's perpendicular of i-79 and this guy yeah perpendicular so he's going across the cop turning lane oh my god and a tractor and trailer so full full thing and he's making the turn to go back down south from that that uh berm turning lane in the middle holy mother of god I mean, it's, it's, it scares the shit out of me because I, turbo or not in my vehicle, which I love it with that, but um, uh, every time I go to, and it seems like it happens to me on the turnpike a lot, which is, I'm coming up, I'm going to pass them, I, I wish I'd pass them on a straightaway, but invariably what happens is I end up having to pass them like on a kind of a bend, and like a, you know, kind of a uh-huh. left bend, and it's like, I, I, I just always look to the right of me because I'm thinking, are they going to cut over to my lane? Because a couple of times I've had to beep at trucks or people that are texting or watching Bugs Bunny or, you know, whatever. Kill um, the rabbit. Right. And I'm like, hey, I'm beep. I, like, you're in my lane. Could you, I, I do one of these where I point my right, like, get out, yeah, move, move back over. It scares the living bejesus out of me because you, you read about these, you know, fatal crashes that happen when people fall asleep at the wheel or they're texting or they're doing whatever. And I don't know how many times I've now admonished people that are coming down 79, which is a 70 mile an hour stretch from like, say like Evan city or, or um, Elwood city or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, until you get to like Cranberry where it's back down to 65, 55, but you know, yeah. yeah and, and they're just going 80 something. And, but that's fine. But, if I see the light on your phone in your car and you're handling the phone at 80 mm-hmm. something, that scares the shit out of me because you, 
unfortunately see these things where, you know, some girl got killed in a school bus where somebody was doing something similar to that not too long ago. And I'm, I'm always just so on point with looking at what people are doing. It's, it's a scary prospect driving it in to segue into our little scenario that happened today. I was up at Rite Aid getting some, <laughs> some freaking, uh, uh, Advil, Advil. Yeah. Some ibuprofen. Uh, and, uh, Kind of hurrying back because I knew you guys were, were, were getting ready to head out and you were going to be coming. So we can do the beer exchange at my house, which was originally that's, that's, uh, be, a, that's like B.E. Taylor, beer exchange. B.E. B. Taylor. Good artist, by the way, B.E. Taylor, local exactly. guy. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I thought maybe it would be a – we originally targeted it to, to be a uh, mailbox exchange. Mm-hmm. Where you, right. I dropped one in. You picked it. You dropped it off. Like yesterday, which you forgot to drop the thing off, which, you know, I wasn't able to get to your house. And you said, I forgot anyway. It's funny. <laughs> that was a comedy uh, of errors. That was a comedy of errors. But mm. so I'm coming down. So this is what happened. So I'm coming down uh, 910. And, you know, when you're going to make the left turn onto Brent School and there's a mm-hmm. light, there was a lot of people that were um, backed up at the light going straight to the point where they were cutting off my way to get into the left turning lane to turn mm-hmm. on so i'm like fuck I'm, I'm i'm in a hurry to get to see scott and, and and his bride and it was like kind of backed up so i'm like i want to get over there so i can get in before this light changes again and i cut over and i kind of cut over into a little bit of the oncoming lane right slightly slightly Not much allegedly and then and then i got into the intersection which you know you legally you're allowed to do if you get in the intersection you put your blinker on you can turn before the light changes red, and that. But all of a sudden, this guy came behind me, this Franklin Park cop, and I see the lights come on right before Sorgos. I'm like, "Fuck, where did this guy come from?" So he pulls me over. And Sorgos, probably. Uh, well, yeah, like actually, I was able to turn up onto that little hill oh. that goes up like before Sorgos, which is that property that yeah the Sorgos family owns. So I go up there, and he comes up behind me. Nice guy. And he says, didn't you, didn't, you, didn't you see me behind you? I said, no. I said, I'm in a hurry to see my friend. I kind of told him like a little bit of a the story, story yeah. about BD and, you know, I was trying to like prey on his emotions. Um, somebody's coming to my house. I have to exchange things with him. It's kind of a thing. It's okay, fine. So he's, uh, look, uh, I had the license and registration ready before he even got out of the car and I, he takes it. He said, okay, great. So he actually pulls back down and goes into Sorgles. Like, where the fuck is this guy going? So he pulls down, and this is what I didn't know. He did his little thing, run my stuff, and he comes back. He goes, okay. So I'm not – here's the thing. I'm going to – there's two things. You did this – He and this is the word he used. You overtook somebody, which <laughs> I don't understand because if you're talking about overtaking, that's like if you're on a uh, highway and you overtake somebody and maybe you don't signal or you overtake somebody – that you're passing. That's my definition of overtaking Overtuck. somebody. <laughs> I was just going into the left lane right, right, right. to get around these people going straight. Right. So I don't even know what the fuck that definition is. I might have to see it when I get this little warning. But but he says, so the second thing you did about going in the intersection, it's, it's not really that bad because you were in the intersection and you can sort of legally make a turn in there. So if you're in the intersection already, you're not expected to stop or go in reverse. Okay. So it doesn't give me a citation for that. Thank you. But say, so this is the thing I didn't know. 
Uh, I know you got that one little citation at the stop sign when you and oh, your yes. were taking. Uh, we talked uh, about that at Bardizzo Island. <clears throat> so anyway, so he says, you're going to get a uh, <clears throat> thing in the mail in about 10 days or less about what we talked about. I said, okay, fine. I, he said, I'll let you get on your way. I know you're trying to get home. You still live at Grouse Ridge? Yes. So there's not even a thing you sign anymore. It's just like this thing that they send you in the mail. Right. It's not even like a, a triplicate ticket where you sign and say you're going to appear in court. Right. So anyway, so, but to, to, funnily enough, you said about, so you, are you saying you either got a ticket or a warning from Rite Aid to fucking Sorgles? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, I did. Crazily enough. So that's why. That's impressive, that, Dave. I mean, it's very depressing. I mean, I can, I know that when your situation where you were going off, taking your son or wherever to a game or whatever it was, you kind of kind of did the slow and go on that turn that then that female cop pulled you over. A vic, a she was, she was a she was a line in wait. She was like and, and it was funny because I usually see these guys around. Yeah. And I've done stuff where I've turned on to nine ten and actually kind of yuied a little bit to get right. on to right. seventy nine because right. that light at brand school, I mean, I'm not a young man. I I I've lost years of my life collectively over the past several <laughs> years waiting for that fucking light. So I've sometimes done that and they're never around. I mean, never, this guy came ever. out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere. So, uh, you know, I'd give him the stuff and we did the thing, but it actually was a good wake up call because sometimes, you know, when I'm in a hurry, I do this little thing, but I just, what I want to find out when I see this is what is your definition of overtaking? <laughs> I just, I went into the, sort of halfway into the oncoming lane a little to get into the turning lane, but that's all I did. I didn't, I didn't like overtake another car to get in front of him to go straight. So I don't even, I don't even know what that means anymore, but overtaking, anyway, I don't even know her. <clears throat> yeah. I don't, I don't even know what that was about, but <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to get back before I forget. Um, one of the, Oh, I want to go back to the Super Bowl because we didn't talk about Super Bowl. Yes. So let's romp a little about the Super Bowl. So your chefs, which I did, I did bet with my short-term investment broker and did pretty well. STIB. Right. Uh, I could have done phenomenally well. So I won a few hundred dollars, but that was because of the they were getting points. Right. It went right, down right. to like a one and a half or something, and I just couldn't find myself ever thinking that you would give any kind of points to Kansas city in the super bowl, even though look, um, San Francisco was there last year, uh, right. but not with Brock Purdy, the hurdy Purdy man. They, they weren't with him, you know, and uh, they still had Garoppolo. So I thought, well, look, as up and coming as Mr. Irrelevant is, and he actually had a pretty good game. Right. I, I just, can't, right. I just can't bet against the chiefs in the super bowl with, uh, the formidable defense that they've shown over the last six months, um, obviously with Kelsey and with the Taylor Swift factor, how can you mm -hmm. bet against Swift delicious? So, so I did, I did win a decent, but you know what? You can add another grand on that. If Kelsey would have scored a fucking touchdown path when they had multiple times driving into the red zone and right. the one time one ball tipped off his finger. So the other 
parlay that I had was the Chiefs money line um, plus um, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was uh, their running back scoring a touchdown, which he did. But the guy that ended, and so so it goes to overtime. I'm thinking, great. I've had this whole game, which it didn't happen for Kelsey, but surely he's going to get another chance in overtime. But they throw it to this nondescript receiver who scores the winning touchdown. This I don't even remember the guy's name. So that would have been another 1K added to Dave's coffer. If and you know how do you bet? How do you bet against? How do you not think Kelsey will? Here's the thing. In a five-period game, four, five quarters, the fucker doesn't score one touchdown. In five quarters, he doesn't get one touchdown. So that I bet he, I bet he scored that, later that night, buddy. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, look, Taylor, rattle, has rattle. A, Taylor has a blank space, and uh, she wrote his name a long time ago. Mm, for sure. <laughs> But uh, I guess the thing is, it, it's it's so crazy about betting. Uh, Pacheco is the guy I was thinking of that scored, um, and I had him, and I had Kelsey getting a touchdown, and I had I think Mahomes getting two touchdowns or something. So I had all these components, and the only one that I didn't hit was what I thought the easiest thing was going to happen in a four or now five quarter game. With him scoring a touchdown, so that would have been a lot more uh, bankalicious, bankalicious. Mr. Clark. But uh, so a little bit, I'll, I'll throw it back to you in a second. This is getting to be, you know, Andy Reid is just so good. And, you know, it, it, it uh, this is getting to be a real, real formidable team. I'm not ready to sit here and start comparing like a lot of people are wanting to do with Tom Brady and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. But you know what? Um, they're on a track where with a guy still in his late twenties, cause he came out so early mm-hmm. um, and you have the Kelsey's and you have Pacheco and you have uh, uh, Jones on the, on the, on the defensive line who, who they're going to too uh, tall. No, I love they're, 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 they're going to um, give the, uh, um, what's the, what's the, the, the term I'm looking for when you, uh, I'm like, well, no, no. When you sign the guy to the arbitration, not arbitration. Oh. What's uh, what's the thing? Uh, when you franchise tag him, so they're going to franchise tag this huge offensive, or excuse me, defensive lineman. They have him. They have this Pacheco kid who's tremendous. And this is the team that lost Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. and then they thought mm-hmm. they'd be left for dead offensively without this unbelievably talented, game-changing guy like Tyreek. And it looked like that. A- few games in whenever they lost them but it just shows to me scott i'll throw it to you here the greatness of andy reed who did amazing things in philly donovan McNabb couldn't couldn't get over the hump to get them in the super bowl but he was in multiple nfc championship games and if if it wasn't for a defensive lineman who lined up offside for the chiefs a couple years ago when I was watching the game at Sensi's, I don't think I was with you, but you know the Patriots end up going and beating the Rams or whatever that year. They probably would have, they probably would have four now, right? And so I think that this team is their arrow 
you know, no pun intended at Arrowhead is, is, <laughs> pointed is way up. pointed up because, you know, this guy, Andy Reid is, is a surefire Hall of Famer and a for sure. tremendous guy. So go ahead and comment well, on Super Bowl, anything you said. Right. And, you know, but, you know, Belichick is gone. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he has a peer in the AFC right now. For what 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 I can see, um, yeah. Maybe you know Buffalo. I think is close. Well, I mean, they're, Sean, they're they're, uh, they're close, but when I'm, when I'm 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 looking for a peer coach, right? That that sure. that yeah. he's been battling against, and, and maybe Coach T f- figures it out here, and Buffalo's a good call out. Uh, you know, maybe San Diego gets their shit back together. Um, I'm I'm just rolling through the other. Uh, yeah, AF- with Jim Harbaugh a- a- coming in. Yeah, right, 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 right. A- AFC uh, coaches look. I, and here's the thing: you look at the other coaches, but none of the other coaches have Patrick Mahomes. No, they do not. Right, and they and so that to me, that's. That's the d- dividing factor, and good point. Is is that enough to get him over the the hump and, and get another Super Bowl win? I don't know. Is it enough to get him an AFC Championship? Probably likely. Yeah, and, or, or into the AFC yep. Championship game, and and so and and Andy didn't go anywhere. So mm-hmm. you know they're 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 the team to beat. Yeah, and, and and they've ramped up that defense. I mentioned it briefly when we start talking about this. Uh, Spagnolo, that defense, they they it's the best defense they've had as a chief team because normally, even when they were winning Super Bowls before, they were beating teams forty-one to thirty, right? Yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and Give that's up. because Mahomes doing right, right. And and but now they have a defense to match that offense almost. It's, it's scary. They have a tremendous kicker who can kick it from 60, uh, Butker. And, and, and they, they just have all the components, offense, defense, special teams. And I wanted to – I think I said this at the opening when we started talking. You really need to see this, uh, whatever you can, this uh, Netflix special quarterback. And, and for all of you out there that say that these guys get paid so much money and Mahomes got $200 million contract and there's way too much money. Here's here's what here's what way too much money is what people uh, the bad perception people have about that is and you know everything goes back to Moneyball right and we you know whenever John Henry offered Billy Bean all that money and he said how much is it and he said I'm not gonna tell you and then finally you know Jonah Hill's character Peter Brand said well what is it and he gave him the thing he said. A little piece of paper, and he said, "Well, that that makes you the highest paid general manager in the history of sports." He goes, "Well, so what?" Right. He said, "Yeah, I made one decision about money. I swore never to get." That's exactly right. And Jonah Hill said, "It's not. It's not. That's not about the money. It's what about the money represents, Mm -hmm. and it represents the same as with any great player. Right. It means you deserve it." And here's what I took away from this thing, Scott. Now I'll throw it to you. But when I see when I watched this quarterback, it's a five or six series of uh, episode series, him, Marcus Mariota, and Kirk Cousins. The things that Patrick Mahomes went through with injuries and different stuff, this this guy just lives to play, and he's 
He's begging to get on the field when his ankle's wonky. He's mm-hmm. not like sitting on there going, oh, great. I love mm-hmm. the other guy play. Mm-hmm. He's like, he is so all in and dialed in and workout. So $200 million, whatever. He is completely, uh, completely on it as far as mm-hmm. wanting to be, wanting to be the best. And he is earning every single fucking dollar mm-hmm. of that contract where he looks like he's down and out. He's hobbling. He's begging the guys not to bring him in the tent. I'll, I'll come back. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Just retape it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Tape it up, baby. And, you know, t- I mean, he, a lot of guys would be like, okay, well, you know, we got this game one. He's like, no, I want to be back in there. So anybody out there that listens to us, if you have a chance, watch that series because you see the passion of this guy, you know, what he – and this is – he's still young. That's why I say he could – eventually be Brady-ish, Scott. Yeah. So I'll oh, just oh, oh, for sure. But by the way, because uh, my bride is, is in the country from Meadville, I, I sent her the, the your, your quotes for Sammy Kershaw. She's like, ah, it doesn't ring a bell. I'm like, ah, country singer. Dave called up. She's like, oh, he's older. I couldn't name a song. I'm like, that is going into Bar Dizzle. So yeah, that's that. That's it. <laughs> that's why. That's that's why I kind of glossed over that because, <clears throat> you know, you had to be in that that moment. Like, <clears throat> uh, I think of a guy. I think Billy Currington was another guy that came up. Which I think we actually played this as an outro or intro for our sipping segment, uh-huh. which I think would probably not going to get in any trouble with, which is like uh, pretty good at drinking beer you know, by Billy Currington, which, uh, you know, the, the whole, if you, if you bring up Billy Currington, pretty good at drinking beers that, you know, I'm not made for climbing deep, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's basically, uh, it's one of the greatest typical, I guess, I guess classical country songs. Right. And, but you had to be, in that mode um, to know that 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 song um but it's 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 like a classic beer drinking uh song and i'm gonna just while we have a couple seconds before we get out i wasn't born for digging deep holes mm-hmm. i'm not made for paving long roads i ain't cut out to climb high line poles but i'm pretty good at drinking beer <laughs> goddamn right yeah, so the, the the second one, I'll just uh, I'll do that into the into the chorus. There you go. I'm not I'm I'm not the type to work in a bank. I'm no good at slapping on paint. Don't have a knack for making motors crank. No, but I'm pretty good at drinking beers. So here's a here's a chorus. So hand me one more. That's what I'm here for. I'm built for having a bowl. I love the nightlife. I love my bud life. I like them cold and tall. So those guys, <laughs> <laughs> so they, those guys, that's a great tune. And I think we actually, I, I forced you actually, I think in the first year, maybe four or five weeks into the, our, our foray to play that as our intro to our sipping segment. But I'm not surprised that she doesn't know because there's so many people back then that, that did a lot of stuff. But this guy, uh, Sammy Kershaw, he had a lot of good, um, he had a lot of good tunes, but. Well, I, we will jam out to that and in, in uh, post show for sure. Okay. Sounds good, uh, man. So we don't get a takedown. Um, but let's uh, let's get this uh, let's get this uh, baby ready to wrap and go, Dave. 
Yeah, I appreciate you hanging this long for me and uh, after the five week area. So, uh, everybody out there. We'll call this uh, the, the, the Dwight Whiteout. The Dwight Whiteout, and this was the year I graduated, is high school. Oh! Incredibly enough, and your Penn Hills Indians. Indians. And uh, as I'm the Poho of the North Hills. Yes. Indians. How about that segue? All right. Let's uh, peace on the hell out of here. Thanks for doing this, buddy. All right. We'll see you all back in uh, BD 79. 